It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs as we are just about done with week two. We'll go over the champs and chumps from this past week of action, but basically we're looking ahead to week three already. I'm Bill Enright, and with me is Todd DeVries. What's going on, Todd? Football never sleeps, Bill. It's constantly around the clock, nonstop. Uh, We're wrapping our arms around what happened last night in Cincinnati, and then uh, we're like 36 hours away from the next game. (laughs) It's crazy how that works out. Isn't Do you know it? what I mean? Yeah, it's nuts. But uh, Bill, you know, I know one of the themes of today's show with the callers, with the emailers is going to be injuries. A lot of injuries, my friend. It, and it's kind of crazy that just, you know, a couple weeks ago, people were drafting, uh, you know, having your fantasy football drafts. And now just two games into the regular season, we're talking about some major impact fantasy football contributors going down with injuries, and we'll get to that a little bit later with bumps and bruises. But, Todd, it, it's just crazy. You kind of – everyone has these rose-colored glasses and wishful thinking that, you know, I'm going to avoid the injury bug, and, and my, my fantasy team, I'm not going to have to worry about injuries this year. But even if you don't – even if you stay away from, you know, the guys that are injury-prone, like Danny Amendola, even if you stayed away from him, like you're not expecting Larry Fitz to get injured or um, – Ray Rice or Andre Johnson, you know, these are guys that, that have been pretty much playing throughout their whole careers injury-free, but it just goes to show that at any time, any play, any any player, you know, you could, you could be facing that probable, questionable game-time decision that everyone hates for fantasy Bill, football. Uh, totally. I mean, uh, my running back two, three, and four on one team were Steven Jackson, Shane Vereen, and Eddie Lacy. Right. So if you had so Steven Jackson and Eddie Lacy pretty much went down at the same time this week. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was why I was at the bar watching all the games and on one screen Steven Jackson was headed to the locker room and then Eddie Lacy was headed to the locker room. I mean that there there's your week right there. I okay, know. Did you lose that week? Did you lose that league? I won. Oh you won? Well, how'd you pull that out? <laughs> I have solid depth everywhere else, man. Yeah, but I, uh... were was Lacey and S Jackson in your lineup? Um Yes. Wow, that's impressive. Yes, I. Uh, well, you know, I had one of those weeks, Bill, where I don't know, I was maybe the third or fourth high scoring team, and I played right. like the fifth or sixth high scoring team. You know, right, right, right. Sometimes you got to get a little lucky, and that's uh, that's the case there. But Bill, it's just like the bigger kick in the pants to Eddie Lacy owners is that was a juicy matchup for him. Oh, and James Starks comes in and lights it up, and you're just like, oh my god. And, and it just goes to show how much Eddie Lacy would have been involved in that I game. Know. Because, I, I mean, who is James Starks less talented than Eddie Lacy? Yeah. So, you know, we don't, we'll don't. we we'll dive into all the details of this later throughout the show, Bill. But I can already tell as the emails are flowing in. I mean, everyone's got the same issues. Everyone's got got to fill injury holes. they got the waiver wire coming up. And they're, they're going to be asking for advice, my friend. So we've got to be ready. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can hit us up on email, radio at footballnation.com. Uh, and also, we're on Twitter at FF Champs. FF Champs is our Twitter handle. Uh, Todd, you said it. Waiver wire advice, uh, injury recap, 
But I think we start off every show, at least our Tuesday show, with the champs and chumps. We like to congratulate. We like to rejoice. We like to praise the champs of the week. And then we kind of, you know, like to throw the players out that uh, kind of, uh, you know. The, yeah, the we chumps, call out the chumps, man. The chumps of the week. We got to call out the chumps. That, that, you don't produce, baby. For. You get called out. You get the hammer. That's right. All right. All right, so let's do the quarterback chumps. Uh, for for the week two, we have the intro music ready. Who were the playmakers? Here we go. The showstoppers, the studs, Woo! and who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. That's All right. right. <laughs> so I, I, what we'd like to do is quarterback champs, quarterback chumps, and then we'll, we'll go through each position. Todd, uh, quickly, I'm going to run through the quarterback champs here. Big-time game from Aaron Rodgers. He had a career-high 480 yards and four touchdowns. Mike Vick had 428 yards, two touchdowns through the air, one rushing touchdown. How about Phillip Rivers getting it done? Week one, he had a solid game. Week two, even better, 419 yards with three touchdowns. And then Sam Bradford coming on strong, 352 yards and three touchdowns. Bill, how about the NFC East defenses this year giving up massive amounts of passing yards? That, that's what it's, it's crazy. All of them. I mean, yeah. this is a disturbing trend. Well, actually, it's a great trend if you're in fantasy. Look for right. those matchups because the Redskins can't stop anybody. Nope. The Eagles can't stop anybody. The Giants can't stop anybody. And even the Cowboys, you know, uh, they got lit up by Eli Manning in week one, you know. Sure. So that's a little bit of a trend here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers – and Philip Rivers lit up the NFC East this weekend. Both of them on this list. Both of them had NFC East opponents. I know. So Rod Rogers was just—I mean—he destroyed me in one league. I think he got sixty-one points because it's a crazy bonus system. That's tough to recover from. Just like it's tough to recover what Peyton Manning did in Week One. Aaron Rodgers—I mean, four hundred and eighty yards, Todd, four touchdowns. Definitely the fantasy football champ of the week. Well, and you know what? Um, you mentioned you're asking how I won one of my leagues with all those running back injuries. Yeah, I'm in a two quarterback league, and I started ah. Philip Rivers as my QB two. There you go. A guy I got in like the 14th round. And Very nice. 419 yards, three touchdowns. We'll take it. That's right. Well, let's move on to the quarterback chumps, Colin and Kaepernick. That game against Seattle. I'm, I have a feeling, Todd. A lot of 49ers are going to make our chump list for week two. Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback, 127 yards through the air. <laughs> if some people look at that, they think it's his rushing total. No, that's his passing amount. Three interceptions. Geno Smith, you may remember back to that Thursday night game in, in New England where he had 214 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. And then Eli Manning leading the league with seven INTs. He had four in week two against his older brother Peyton and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, not only did Colin Kaepernick you know, lose three turnovers, interceptions, he also lost an eyebrow. He had to shave it off his eyebrow. Did you see that? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Bill, I look at this chump list, and it's not that. I mean, we didn't expect. Is it, that's shocking that Seattle shut down Kaepernick. I mean, really. I know he had a bad game, but it, it's not like an absolute shocker that he went up to Seattle and struggled. In I think time. there's a difference between him having a bad game and him playing like this. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I, he, he definitely belongs on this list. I'm just saying that, you know. You go up to Especially Seattle after what he did in Week One, dude. You go up to Seattle. It's just a different place. You I got get problems. It. Yeah, I get you know, it. That's another trend that we already knew about heading into the season. Um, you know, be very careful starting anybody up in Seattle. Right. And the Geno Smith. I mean, you know, he, he's going to wind up on this list quite a bit. 
Uh, Eli Manning, for the second week in a row, Bill, he, he's in you know garbage time trying to rack up fantasy points. And unfortunately, he was racking up a bunch of yards, but also yeah. a bunch of INTs. I mean, he was throwing it to spots where he was not in sync with his receivers, and he was giving no. up easy interceptions. Yeah, that was pretty bad. All right, let's move over to the running back uh, list right. here. I'll roll through these running backs. Okay. All right, here we go. Running back champs, Bill. How about beast mode? Marshawn Lynch, he was gobbling down the Skittles on Sunday night. 98 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 37 yards receiving, and a receiving touchdown. Woo, that is a monster effort from Marshawn. James Starks, we talked about him earlier in the show. Green Bay running back. He comes in for Eddie Lacy and lights it up against the Redskins. 132 yards, touchdown. He also caught four balls for 36 yards. Big-time production. I don't know if anybody had him in their lineup, but if you did, man, you were a champ. And then no Sean Moreno, Bill. This guy drives us nuts. 93 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and he looks like he's firmly in control at the moment for the the Bronco running back uh, committee. Yeah, Moreno was a guy that preseason, Todd, we kind of knew that the Denver Broncos situation was going to be a fantasy headache. Uh, opening drive for the Broncos, or maybe it was their second drive. Monte Ball fumbled on like the five yard line. Boop, that's it. The rest of that, we we saw no Sean Moreno for the rest of the game. So when a situation like that happens, when one we know Moreno is the best pass blocker for Peyton Manning in blitz pickup, and he can hold on to the football, that's why he's going to get a lot of action moving forward. I know. I, I just can't trust this guy at, at all. I, you, I hear you. I, I mean, if you, you have no Sean Moreno, and let's be honest, everyone he's he's gobbled up in every league now. You know, he's with all these running back injuries, and obviously he's producing. Just be aware that he's going to bite you in the ass here at some point. He's yeah, gonna totally. Get hurt. He's going to do something stupid. Um, but enjoy him while you can, because right now he's on a roll. Well, how about Marshawn Lynch, Todd? I mean, he was unstoppable on Sunday night. Did you see like that face mask? Not the face mask. He had like a a yeah. ski mask under his helmet. Yeah. Plus the visor. You can't see anything. He is he is intimidating. He is certainly beast mode. He is one of my favorite running backs to watch because he's not so much flashy as he is just a bruiser. And then what he does get in the open field, he, he kind of surprises you with his moves. Love watching Marshawn Lynch, especially against a really good defense with the 49ers. Absolutely, Bill. Let's go through the running back chumps now, okay? okay. How about that David Wilson from the Giants? A lot of pundits out there said, don't worry about David Wilson. They're still going to ride him. They've got to. They've got no other options. He comes out with 17 yards in that Manning Bowl. Not good. Ray Rice, 36 yards and a fumble and an injury. Not good. MJD, another monster fantasy guy, big-time name, 27 yards and an injury. And then how about Frank Gore, another you know 49er who did not get the job done up there in Seattle, 30 combined yards, Bill. There's some big names on the running back chump list. Yeah, and th- these were all pretty much third, first, second, and third round picks, if you think yep. about it. Uh, Frank Gore and David Wilson, probably third round picks. Ray Rice, uh, first round pick. MJD, second round pick. So for all four of these guys to land on the chump list, it was a pretty bad week for running backs. We're, I'm still waiting for like some big-name running backs to just burst out. Other than LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson in Week 1, I mean, Mar- James Starks was the leading rusher this week with 132 yards. I'm waiting for the running backs that we kind of figured were going to perform each and every week to start performing each and every week. It hasn't happened yet. It's getting a little frustrating, but I have to remind myself that we're only getting into Week 3. Yeah, I mean, you know, you said it. I mean, last week, up until Monday night, Terrell Pryor was the leading rusher in the NFL. In week right. one. Yeah. 
<laughs> not good. No. Um, so I hear you, man. And I think there's only two running backs, Sean McCoy and Doug Martin, averaging over 100 yards per game. So That's it. not good. That's it. Uh, wide receiver champs, Todd. How about Eddie Royal from the San Diego Chargers? Leads the NFL with five touchdowns thanks to his three-touchdown performance against the Philadelphia Eagles. And speaking of the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson looks like one of the best receivers of the year. 193 yards and a touchdown for D-Jax. Uh, Julio Jones, no surprise that he's on the champ list. 182 yards and one touchdown. And then Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Who says he can't score touchdowns? Two TDs in this one, 116 yards, and I believe he was playing against one of the top cornerbacks in the league for most of the game in Patrick Peterson. Yeah, how about it? Um, Deshaun Jackson, Bill, he, he's a guy that, you know, he had an outstanding preseason, and he's a player who has an interesting skill set that Chip Kelly loves. And Speed. We had, you know, I was able to get Deshaun Jackson. I thought a pretty good value as a wide receiver two or even a wide receiver three in some leagues. And he's coming up huge. Um, but let's talk about Eddie Royal, Bill, okay? <laughs> what the heck with it? What is going on here? Now, some of this is possibly due to all the injuries the Chargers have had at the wide receiver position, right? They lost Malcolm Floyd in the Eagles game. Yep. Um, Denario Alexander. Denario, the yeah. So Antonio still, Gates is old. How in the world is this guy doing this? You know, he, here's the thing, Todd. I think we were so used to seeing Philip Rivers just air it out uh, when he was with North Turner. Now that they have a new head coach, Mike McCoy, he likes the short, intermediate routes, very efficient passing. That kind of plays into what Eddie Royal and Vincent uh, Brown, that's what their skill set is. They're not really deep flyers. So Eddie Royal... I don't know if he's going to continue. I mean, this pace is absurd. I know for a fact he won't continue this three-touchdown, two-touchdown game week in and week out, but he's certainly someone that is on the waiver wire right now. You have to pick him up. He's one of their only options in the passing game, so don't be surprised when he slows down, but don't be surprised either if he stays consistent with maybe you know 75 to 100 yards throwing the occasional touchdown. Ten catches, five touchdowns. Right, like that's not going to, you know, that pace is just unheard of. Right now, Victor Cruz, Victor Cruz is the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Eddie Royals, two. Deshaun Jackson, three. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll all even out eventually. But Eddie Royal, I mean, he's certainly, it happens every year. Two years yep. ago, it was, or three years ago, it was Victor Cruz. Last year, it was Cecil Shorts. This year, it could be Eddie Royal. Could be that wide receiver that you pick up off the waiver wire, and, and he, you know, is a top 20 receiver the rest of the way. Yep. Who are the wide receiver chumps, Bill? All right, so we got Anquan Bolden, one catch, seven yards. I knew the 49ers playmakers were going to be on our chump list. Demarius Thomas of the Broncos, five catches, 52 yards. And then A.J. Green, six grabs, 41 yards. All three of those receivers, Todd, huge performances in week one, major letdowns in week two. Absolutely. Um, Demarius Thomas, I think, if you look at the stat lines for the quarterbacks, I mean, we know Cap had a bad game for the Niners. Yep. Andy Dalton was just kind of, you know, kind of average last night. He did what he had to do. Right. But when you saw Peyton Manning's stat line, you got to figure Demarius Thomas is going to have a nice chunk of those yards, and he did not. I don't know what the Giants are doing right. They're not doing a whole, right, a, a whole lot right on their defense. But the first two weeks, they shut down Des Bryant in week one, and they shut down Demarius Thomas in week two. Now, they still got beat by Miles Austin, Jason Witten in week one, Eric Decker, Wes Welker, and Julius Thomas in week two. So... Yeah. You may have to just, you know, that's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, that is something to keep an eye on. 
Closing the book on wide receivers, Bill, we talked about running backs, only two running backs in the league averaging 100 rushing yards per game Mm -hmm. so far in the young season. Ten wide receivers averaging 100 yards per game. Ten. That's just crazy. And people look at our our preseason rankings and they say, well, why do you have these wide receivers projected for so many points? It's because it's a passing league. And if you're in a full-point PPR, you know, you can start a guy like – I don't know, anyone that can get eight grabs for 80 yards, that's good enough for 16 fantasy points. It's a lot harder to do that as a running back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's 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 close out the champs and chumps here with the tight ends, Bill. The tight yeah. end champs, how about Jimmy Graham earning his high draft position? He caught 10 balls, 179 yards and a touchdown. Not bad from the all-pro. Martellus Bennett. Um, seven catches, 76 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner there from, from Jay Cutler in the Bears' win over the Vikings. And how about Charles Clay out of nowhere, Bill? Yeah. Five grabs, 109 yards, one rushing touchdown. I bet half the audience doesn't even know what team he plays for. Charles Clay on the Miami Dolphins. We saw Dustin Keller go down with an injury in the preseason. They have to use some tight end. Charles Clay actually got some uh, usage out of the backfield, too. Kind of an interesting pickup, but... I'm not really relying on him even as a waiver wire grab because I think there's so many other tight end uh, options out there that will be a little bit more consistent. Uh, Jimmy Graham Todd is just an absolute animal. I think he had five catches for 124, 125 yards in the first like quarter. Yeah, I want to say did. it was in the first quarter. He then did. they had that huge rain delay, and I kept seeing pop it up on the screen, Jimmy Graham, another catch. And I think he had a touchdown called back. I mean, he's just unstoppable at the tight end spot. Clear cut, the number one guy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, 14 catches on the year, 224 yards, two touchdowns on the season already. Let's talk about the tight end chumps, Bill, because there's a couple of names on here that burned fantasy owners. You got Brent Selleck, zero catches, zero yards for the Eagles tight end. We didn't expect huge things from Selleck, but he had a nice you know, opening game. Nada from him in game number two. But here, here are the two that kill me. Jared Cook, the Rams, one catch. 10 yards, and Jason Witten of the Cowboys, three catches for 12 yards. What? Yeah, the the, the Selleck one isn't that much of a, a burner, but the Cook and Witten certainly are, especially after their amazing week one performances. And then to see them come in week two, one catch for 10 yards for Jared Cook, he wasn't, he wasn't involved in their game plan. Kind of a surprising. Austin Pettis got a lot of touches. Tavon Austin got the red zone looks. And then Jason Witten, I mean, I don't know the last time he had three catches. We well, have to look that up. Here's the For thing 12 with yards, that might be his lowest total in a while. Yeah, I'm looking at his box score, his, uh, his profile here on ffchamps.com. And last week, Bill, week one, nine targets, eight catches. Mm-hmm. Okay, This week, eight targets, but only three catches and four yards a catch. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just bad. That's weak. Now, last bad. year, Bill, he was kind of – remember he started the year with that – didn't he start last year with that weird injury? Um. Was it a rib? Something. So you're asking if he's had 12 yards receiving. In weeks one and three last year, he had 10 and eight yards receiving. Okay. But then he caught on after that. So okay. he had, you know, he did start the season slow last year. Um, but I think that was a lot, of, a lot of that was injury related. I think it was some sort of rib. I remember, it was something kind of dangerous. Like he, he had like a broken solar plexus or something. Something he got, weird. He got yeah. hit in the preseason. Yeah. And then he broke. Yeah, it was. I just remember it was kind of like, man, should he be playing? Because it kind of. Oh no! Like... You know what? I think he ruptured his spleen. Was that it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. 
I think he had a ruptured spleen last preseason. He got hit so hard that his. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Jason Witten, uh, preseason injury. Yeah, from 2012. I think it was a ruptured spleen. You might be yeah. right. I just remember spleen, it being spleen like spleen injury. I remember it being yep. like an injury where it didn't sound like he should play, <laughs> and he did anyway. I know he did. So um, while you're doing that, let me talk about Jared Cook for a second, Bill, because again, week one, ten targets, seven catches. Averaging 20 yards a catch in two touchdowns. And remember, he was going into the end zone for a third touchdown, and he got punked by uh, yeah, the honey badger. honey badger. So he had a huge week one. Week two, six targets, not terrible, but only one catch on those six targets. I'll be honest, I didn't see a lot of the Rams game, so I can't really break it down for you what happened there. I mean, but like you said, they were getting Tavon Austin and some other guys involved around the red zone. So uh, that's a little bit of a concern to me. Like, there was one play when Sam Bradford looked at the tight end, and I got kind of excited because I thought it was Jared Cook. It was Lance Kendricks. I know. You know, I think he's still going to be one of the main targets in that offense for whatever reason. They were playing catch-up. They were down by, I think, 17 points at, at, at one time. Yeah. They ended up losing. They ended up coming back, but still falling short. But he'll be fine. I'm not I'm not worried about Jared Cook. Yeah, I mean, and let's let's say what it is. I mean, these tight ends are going to be up and down. There are very few tight ends that are going to be consistently good every week, you right. know. Uh tight ends one of those positions where they're going to have some some serious low weeks. You just got to hope that a guy like Jason Witten, I mean, he's going to probably have, you know, 11 or 12 good weeks for you. Um he's going to have three or four clunkers, you know. So that's just kind of the nature of the position. Just getting started here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries hanging out with you. We didn't. We totally ignored our producer, Josh. What's going on, Josh? How you doing, guys? We're doing all right, man. How'd you enjoy week three? I was very good to me. 3-0 this week, so I'm feeling good. Woo! Love hearing that. Love hearing that. Did you get hit by the injury bug? Uh, not so bad. Right, wow. Good. Lucky lucky after uh, this week. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. Todd, let's kick it over to the phone lines where our friend Rick in Houston has a question about his quarterback. What's up, Rick? Hello, Rick. Rick. Rick going once and twice. All right, Rick's not there. I wonder what Rick was doing. Sleeping? I don't know. It sounded like he was listening to us in the background. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't hear himself yet. Mm. Well, well Rick, Rick can call back when he wants. Uh, we do have some emails to get to here, Todd. Yes. Um, the first email of the day is from Mike, has a question about his starting running back and his starting wide receiver. Right now his running backs are Alfred Morris, Frank Gore, Ryan Matthews, Giovanni Bernard, who both of us were very excited uh, when we were watching that Monday night Gio, game. Gio, Gio. What did you Gio. need, Todd? Three points? Uh, yeah, one league I needed three. 33 yards right, to, get three, the win. Like, to get a win, and I was a little concerned because they just don't give him the ball enough. Right. I mean, what, he had six touches in week one? Yeah. And he only had nine touches last night. And if you would have told me he had nine touches prior to the game, I still would have been concerned because he would have had to have averaged about four yards a touch. Right. But he came through big time, obviously. So With the love my man, Gio. That's right. Uh, all right. Anyway, our friend Mike also has been Jarvis Green-Ellis. Uh, his wide receivers are Brandon Marshall, Torrey Smith, Miles Austin, Kembrell, Tompkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Floyd from the Cardinals, Cordarrell Patterson, or Cordarrell Patterson. Uh, needs to put one of these players in a flex spot. So right now he needs a, a, a second running back, a second wide receiver, and a flex. 
I, I, I mean, Alfred Morris or Frank Gore, Todd, unless you're thinking about putting in Geo. Um, on, on the FFCPI this week, we have Frank Gore in, I think he's pretty high because they have a good He's number 11. He's yeah, number close. 11 this week. And then Alfred Morris, six. I mean, yeah, Alfred Morris is at six. You got to play those play, two. Yeah, you have to play So I think that. this is more of a wide receiver two flex question then, right? Yeah, so uh, Brandon Marshall is going in at wide receiver. Yep. I like Torrey Smith as the wide receiver two. And then, what do you think about the uh, what do you think about the flex position, Todd? Giovanni Bernard in the flex, or Miles Austin, Cambrell, uh, DeAndre Hopkins if Andre Johnson doesn't play. Ooh. Who are you liking in the flex? How about DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, he looked incredible. He really did. And yeah, if Andre Do- if Andre Johnson doesn't play, I can't see DeAndre Hopkins being on the bench. If Andre Johnson's playing, then maybe you want, might want to consider Giovanni Bernard. They're playing against the Packers. Well, first of all, we're, we're eliminating Ryan Matthews, right? Yes. Yeah, so it really comes down to Geo and – is this PPR? Full point. Full point? I'm going yep. Hopkins. You're going Hopkins? Yep. Giovanni, uh, I mean, hey, as, as much as we love Giovanni, I mean, he, he's only nine touches, man. I mean – Just and, not uh, enough yet. Greenell's got 23. Now, again, Greenell's got a lot of those carries at the end. When they were kind of salting away the game, and right. I understand why the Bengals would do, you know, put the veteran back there to to, to run out the clock. So I get that, but still, uh, nine touches through three and a half quarters, not enough for me. I, I want to see Geo get twelve to fifteen, you know. So uh, again, Geo's not a bad flex play this week, but if you have New Hopkins without potentially without Andre Johnson there, yeah, that's major major upgrade. I, I full point PPR. I mean, he's going to catch six seven balls. You know, right yep. there. You know, I mean, Geo's catching one ball a game, one or two, right? Right, right. So, I'm going Hopkins. Sticking with the emails, radio at footballnation.com is the email address. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We got an email, Todd, from our uh, from Friar Paul out in Minnesota. Uh, he has a question about his wide receiver two and his running back two. Right now, he's got MJD, Stephen Ridley, and Joyke Bell. Uh, Father Paul knows that he's not using MJD against Seattle, plus he's a little bit banged up. So he has a tough decision to make, Stephen Ridley or Joyke Bell against the Redskins. Um, the Patriots are playing the Bucks. The Lions are playing the Redskins. We know that defense can't stop a leak. I know, leak. but it's hard, to, it's hard to go against Ridley. Yeah, He has not looked good. I know, but it's he's, last year. It took four weeks for the Patriots' offense to click. Here's the thing. Here's where his his dilemma gets interesting. Joyke Bell. I mean, Reggie Bush is banged up, and they're saying he's going to play. But what if he's limited? You know, Bell already sees some carries. He already sees some playing time. He's a pretty good. Right. He's one of the better backup handcuffs in the league. Sure. Uh, and now, if Reggie Bush is banged up, we, you know we don't really know what what the deal is with him. They're saying he's probably going to play. They're listing him as questionable. That's where it gets interesting, right? I think if Reggie Bush was one hundred percent healthy, I would go Ridley hands down here. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this brings a whole new element into the equation here, and uh, I, I'm just still leaning Ridley. I'm leaning Ridley. I'm but leaning Ridley unless Bush doesn't play. Then we're going with Bell. I then I would definitely go Bell. Okay. His wide receiver question, he picked up Julian Edelman last week, picked up Eddie Royal this week. Which one does he go with at the wide receiver two spot? Bell or Edelman? Is this PPR? 
Um, Do we know? They're I'm both not, very I'm, similar receivers. I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, so twelve team PPR league. Yes, it is full point. Royal. Royal. Royal Edelman? with cheese. You're going with Royal. <sighs> I mean, or, how can you bench him at this point? Five TDs in the first two games. Man, what about is if Gronk's the same? not back? What's that? What about if Gronk? What about if Rob Gronkowski is not back? You still you put in here's Edelman? the deal. Here's what I'm doing. This is the same the same team as the Ridley. Drake yes. Bell? Yes. Oh. See, now, because here's what I was going to say. If you take out the running back equation, I was actually going to say Edelman over, over Eddie. But now I'm saying go Ridley and Edelman, and I don't like that. Against I don't like that at all. Bucks have looked pretty good again on defense. Yeah. Well, right now, the FFCPI, we have Edelman 20, and we have Eddie at 34. Yeah. Eddie will move up. He'll move up just a little bit. I don't know. What, what's your What's your advice for for Fryer uh, Paul here? Uh, I think he should go with Eddie. I, I, I Let me see Fryer Paul's father Paul, right? Uh, is it Fryer or father? It's father Paul. Well, he 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 initialed his his email fr dot Paul. Isn't that father? I don't know. Why not Fryer? He he says he's a Catholic priest obsessed with sports. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Father Paul. So what, what's your advice for Father Paul? Because <laughs> well, if you get it wrong, you could be struck down by lightning, Bill. I know. Uh, Lord and Savior here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell him to go with Edelman. I don't care if he's playing Ridley also. Edelman's a PPR guy. He'll, he'll get 10 catches. Yeah. I, what if Gronk's back? Even if Gronk's back, I'm still playing Edelman. Okay. So it's Edelman and Ridley right now. If, yeah. if, if everything's – if all the injuries stay the way they are. Right Correct. Now. Okay. Correct. That's the problem with when you're asking for lineup advice on Tuesday. You know, we had someone asking about DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that matters if Andre Johnson's playing. Yeah. Now, Father Paul is asking about Joyke Bell. Well, that matters if Reggie Bush is playing. Our rankings change. It's a fluid situation all week. Um, obviously, the most updated rankings are on Sunday morning. Uh, we have our friend back, Rick from Houston. Uh, hopefully, he's back with us. Has a question about his quarterback. What's up, Rick? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you all there? Uh, well, we we've always been here. We don't know where you were before. I was speaking. I guess Todd couldn't hear me. It's Todd. Ah, I don't know. I couldn't hear you. Todd, could you hear Rick before? Nah. Well, we can hear you now, Rick. So what, what's your question? What, what can we help you with? And that was still kind of early, week three coming up. But at this point, I could only start one quarterback. Should I start Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers? Matt Ryan. Yeah, I've... Miami Dolphins defense is pretty good, uh, but I'm still playing Matt Ryan. Um their home field advantage doesn't really scare me at all. Their crowd is not crazy, rabid fans like some of the other areas around the league. Uh, Philip Rivers, we liked what he did, but he's playing against a Tennessee team that kind of looks pretty good. So Rivers is 18 on the FFCPI. Matt Ryan's still inside the top 10. We're going to go with Matt Ryan. Start your studs, Bill. That's right. And Matt Ryan's yeah. a stud. You know, Julio Jones is still out there. Gonzo's still out there. Um, I'm going Matt Ryan. Hey, you know what? Um, Steven Jackson's still banged up. They might actually throw it a little bit more than normal if, if uh, sure. Jackson is hurt. So, Speaking of Steven Ryan. Jackson being hurt, who's his backup? You may want to pick him up off the waiver wire. That's what we'll dive into after our break. Plus, we'll be taking your telephone calls, 855-478-7030. More fantasy football champs coming up right after this. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. 
No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. Ah, waiver wire advice. It's so important. We always say it, Todd. The fantasy football drafts are the foundation for building a championship squad. But the real work comes off the waiver wire. That's going to separate yourself from a winning team or a losing team, a contender or a pretender. Oh, absolutely, Bill. This is uh, this is where the dirty work. You know, you gotta you gotta do a little more research. The research doesn't end in August when you're preparing for your draft. It just begins. And um, 
uh, Bill, there's some there's some names out there that can help some uh, some rosters instantly. So why don't we get to it? Yeah, the injuries are starting to you know take a toll on some players, and some guys are starting to carve out a nice role for themselves. So they're starting to emerge a little bit more on their offense. Uh, well, let's start it off with quarterbacks. Philip Rivers, four touchdowns in Week One, three touchdowns, 419 yards in Week Two. Sounds to me like he's an excellent backup option uh, if you're in you know a, a 12 team or a 10 team quarterback league. Absolutely, and I have him as a QB two in my two quarterback league. So there you go. Feeling pretty good about him so far, um, but I'm actually backing him up in that league with another guy on our list, Sam Bradford from the Rams. And this was an offense that we kind of thought we would take a step forward. Uh, in 2013, both of us like Jeff Fisher as the head coach. They added some offensive weapons to go sure. along with Sam Bradford. 352 yards, three touchdowns against the Falcons. He was one of our quarterback champs this week. Another quarterback that is a pretty solid quarterback, too, for your team. And I tell you what, um, kind of like with Gio Bernard in, in Cincinnati, they're starting to ease Tavon Austin into the offense there in St. Louis. Yeah. Yep. And that's a good sign because, Bill, whether Sam Bradford throws the ball 60 yards in the air or he throws it six yards in the air, you still get the same points after the catch, right? Yeah. And yep. if you can dump a little pass off to Tavon Austin, he will break a few this year. He will break 80-yard touchdown, you know, little slot swing pass type things. So I like that they're breaking in Tavon Austin. I like that they're going to him, and that just bodes well. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about how Jared Cook was a huge disappointment. He was a chump this week, but – if you're a Sam Bradford fan, you got Jared Cook, you got Tavon Austin, plus the other weapons they got around. That's it's sure. looking all right over there in the, in Rams country when they're not playing the Seahawks and Niners anyway. Right, it's looking it's looking all right. So yeah. Sam Bradford is a guy I wouldn't mind having as a backup. Uh, the next quarterback up is a rookie, but we like what we saw from him in Week One and in Week Two. That's EJ Manuel from the Buffalo Bills, 296 yards and a touchdown. What I really like from him, Todd, is he led his team with. Uh, short amount of time left on the clock, let him down the field for a game-winning touchdown. That yeah, shows I'm a lot. Eating, I'm eating crow here with EJ Manuel so far, Bill, because I didn't have high expectations at all for him. You know, I kind of mocked the Bills for reaching for him in the first round. Yeah. So I'm eating crow here, bud, because I follow the college fantasy football landscape very closely, as you know. Yep. And this guy was a bust every single year at Florida State. Every year, oh, E.J. Manuel, he's going to be the next big thing, and he never was from a fantasy perspective. Also, in leading his team to victories in tight games, he didn't so have So you were that a little bit him. surprised that he did this against now the Panthers. Now he's, he's producing decent fantasy numbers, decent. You know, he yeah. only played two games, and uh, he led his team to a win. So he's proven me wrong thus far. So good, good for you, E.J. I, I owe you an apology so far, my bud. It's only two weeks. You may be rescinding that apology nah, in maybe. two weeks. Maybe, <laughs> but hey, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, he has. He has. That's why he's one of our pickup options this week for quarterbacks. Let's move over to running backs, Todd. This is where the injuries come into factor. Ray Rice went down with an injury. He has a hip flexor, a hip strain. We're not sure if he's going to play this week. Bernard Pierce, I don't know how this is possible, but he's available in 46% of Yahoo leagues. He's a must-have handcuff if you own Ray Rice. And even if you're looking for a running back, you don't have Ray Rice. You want Bernard Pierce on his, on your team, very capable of producing like a running back too this week if Ray Rice is out of action. Uh, yeah, and this is going to be a common theme with the rest of our, the running backs on this list, Bill. But Bernard Pierce, you know, he was a guy that started to come along last year yep. during the playoff run. I mean, he sure. got some meaningful carries in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. So we wondered, with Ray Rice getting a little older, 
um, you know, would this guy kind of vulture a little bit of, of Rice's stats? And we not that not that Rice was going to have a bad year or anything. Right. But this is I guess my point is Bernard Pierce has kind of proven to be pretty effective. Right. And now if Ray Rice is out, you know, he could be he could be a steal out there on the waiver wire. I can't believe he's available in half the leagues. That's pretty you know crazy. what you know what might have happened, Todd. They saw him in Week One Thursday night, prime time, you know, the first game of the season against the Broncos. For he didn't get a lot of action. He only had, I think, 23 yards, 27 yards off nine carries. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot, so maybe people dropped him after week one thinking that he you know, was still Ray Rice's well, uh, backfield. You know, Bill, that's a, it's, maybe we should bring this point up. I mean, after draft day, right, uh-huh. you take a few flyers on a, on a few uh, you know, deep sleepers that might, right. might not pan out. And you also you know, you do your handcuff thing. A lot of owners drop the handcuff after week one. That doesn't make any sense to do me. You know I what don't I mean? understand that. No, but people do it, man. They do it. it. It's it's like they they only want the insurance policy for just one week. They're like, I'm going like to invest this draft pick. If he get, oh, he's fine in week one. Okay, he'll be fine the rest of the week. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, people do it. Yeah, I know. They see that you know that sixty Eddie Royal sitting out there on the waiver wire or whoever. Yeah, um, and they want to grab him, and they just say, ah, what the hell, Jerome Simpson. People yeah, wanted exactly. to get Jerome Simpson after week one because he had 160 yards. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, don't don't do that. Keep keep your handcuffs. You know, speaking of handcuffs, Bill, with Stephen Jackson banged up, how about Jaquiz Rogers? We're not sure of S. Jax's status right now, but Quiz could see significant workload along with Jason Snelling. <sighs> Bill, Jason Snelling. I think this is going to be kind of a committee. Uh, we have Jaquiz Rogers as the better pickup option only because. He's a little bit more versatile, but you know what? Snelling is good near the goal line, and he yep. can catch some passes too. Uh, if you can't get Rodgers, you, maybe you have a, a lower priority this week. Try to go get Snelling uh, if you think Steven Jackson is not going to play or if you have Steven Jackson on your squad. It's always good to have one of the options, and right now it's Steven Jackson's backfield, but if he's out, I think it's going to be a rotation with Rodgers I think you're right. and Snelling. It's not like Ray Rice or Bernard Pierce is definitely the, the surefire handcuff. You know? Yeah, right. How about another handcuff, or is he a handcuff, Bill? James Starks up in Green Bay. Eddie Lacy, I don't think he's going to play this week. I mean, they play the Bengals, and then they have a bye week in week four. So This would, one's, it, this one's make... a major red flag to me, Todd. Okay. I think people are going to really try to reach for him this week. He had a great performance in week one. He was one of our uh, – excuse me, great performance this past week in week two. He was one of our running back champs, 132 yards, one touchdown, four catches for 36 yards. But pump your brakes on James Starks because, one, you said it, they're playing the Bengals who have a very good run defense in week four. Then they're on, or excuse me, in week three. Then they're on a bye in week four. By week five, Eddie Lacy's going to be back. Yeah. So I'm not going crazy for James Starks. We have him listed as our third best pickup at the running back spot for a reason. We like Bernard Pierce better. We like Jaquiz Rogers better. We even like Jason Snelling better. So James Starks, maybe you use him for one week, but that's it. Unless Eddie Lacy's going to be nicked up for the rest of the year, uh, James Starks is not a guy that I'm even considering based on the matchup in week three and right. the bye in week four. It'd be a different story perhaps if he had, the, you know, if he played the Redskins again next week. <laughs> right, you know what it, exactly. You know what I mean? Bengals, pretty good defense. We saw that last night. So I, I'm with you there. James Starks, I'm not uh, overly excited about him yeah. uh, this week. I think a lot of people will be, though. A couple more wide receivers I just want to mention. Andre Ellington is starting to carve out a nice role as the Cardinals. uh, What's that? Running backs, you mean. Did I say wide receivers? Yeah. 
Yeah. Andre Ellington, running back uh, from the Arizona Cardinals, starting to make a nice role for himself as a third down back for Arizona. We don't trust Rashad Mendenhall. Jordan Todman looked great in the preseason. MJD is going to be out for a while, but they're playing the Seahawks this weekend. And you know what? The Jacksonville Jaguars, they are so bad. I don't really have high expectations for Jordan (laughs) Todman. Uh, Danny Woodhead from the San Diego Chargers, quality action in week two, Todd. Eight catches, 37 yards, nine carries, 27 yards. If you're in a PPR league, Danny Woodhead's a great guy to stash. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, that's 14 points. Yeah. Right certainly, and he had and he had fifteen carries or fifteen touches. The eight catches is huge. Seventeen touches. I can't add for <laughs> eight plus. I'm nine. So bad. <laughs> uh, now moving on to the wide receivers, Bill. Okay, we talked about him before. If he's still out there in your league, and I can't believe he's, he'd be out there in many leagues, Bill. But DeAndre Hopkins, the rookie from Clemson, Houston Texans. What a game last week! Twice in a row now that they had to make a comeback from a lesser opponent. Yeah. Week well, one against the Chargers, week two against the Titans. He whether Andre Johnson is healthy or not, you gotta grab this guy um, right now. Because this guy's a star in the making. I don't know if he'll be a star this year, Bill, but he's got star written all over him in the in the future. And if Andre Johnson is out this week, you know, look out. He's got huge upside this week. So uh DeAndre Hopkins uh, to me is probably the sexiest name yet that we've seen on this whole board. Yeah, I agree with that, Todd. And remember, he had the concussion problems in August. So a lot of people, either he went undrafted or a lot of people waited until the last rounds to pick him up. He did all right in week one. Five catches, I think 56 yards, something like that. This was his coming out party. So that's why we have him on the list. If you didn't listen to us last week, if you didn't listen to us in the preseason, one more chance to get DeAndre Hopkins on your squad. Absolutely. Next wide receiver, Bill, Eddie Royale. Royale with cheese. Right, a little Pulp Fiction reference yeah. there. You just can't, you can't deny, you can't ignore, you can't neglect the five touchdowns through two games. Ride him while he's hot, I guess. Right. Ride he might him have five, he might have five touchdowns the rest of the season. I'd I'd be surprised if he scored five touchdowns the rest of the year. I'd be you surprised think, if he got the ten total touchdowns. Do we think he can get? It's week two. Yeah. He's got five touchdowns already. Yeah. Can he get to ten touchdowns by the time week sixteen rolls around? I don't know. Or week seventeen, whatever. I'm you just not do. buying him. You know, I mean, hey, again, I, pick him up. You know, ride him yeah, while he's you hot. Gotta pick him up, but don't be surprised when he cools off. Right, exactly. That's my point. But right exactly. now, definitely grab him, play him. He needs five touchdowns in fourteen game or uh, yeah, fourteen games. Yeah, in fourteen games, can he get there? Let's make let's do a little wager. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's so hard to say yes. <laughs> Ten oh touchdowns. man, five Roy- more. Te- I think I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna do it. Wow, I don't know how he's gonna do it, but maybe he'll throw I out another defenses game for are three finally, touchdowns. I mean, first, defenses are gonna warm up to this. They're gonna, they're gonna take him out of the game. The only way he does it if he gets another three touchdown performance in one game. Yeah, it's the only way it happens. I'm picking him up this week. Like I said, Todd, it happens every year that wide receiver comes out of nowhere. It could be him this year. Maybe it could it be could DeAndre be. Hopkins. Could be Kendall Wright, who we, who hey, we have on I'll this list. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, there's enough injuries there, and in, yep, in, for him to make in that plays. passing game. And, and Antonio Gates is an injury waiting to happen too. So you know, someone's got to catch the balls there. And right now, Philip Rivers, Rivers looks re- a little bit rejuvenated. Granted, he played against, again. He played against the Eagles D last week, Bill. That's true. Awful, but um, yeah, pick him up. 
All right, Kendall Wright from the Tennessee Titans looked pretty good in week two. Seven catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Unfortunately, he has Jake Locker thrown on the ball. We call him Mr. Inconsistency, no accuracy. Uh, Austin Pettis from the St. Louis Rams, great game in week two, Todd. Had a lot of red zone targets, but is he going to stay involved in this offense? He's kind of a guy that always does well in the preseason, always looks good in training camp, and then once the regular season rolls around, he kind of you know, falls off the face of Too the Too many cooks in the kitchen the there, Bill. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Chris yeah. Givens, Jared Cook, Tavon Austin. There's too many. There's too many options for Bradford. Good for Bradford. Yep. But I, I can see Pettis being on the outside looking in most weeks. One more guy to keep an eye on is another rookie, Robert Woods for the Buffalo Bills. We like what EJ Manuel's doing. Uh if you're in a really deep league, fourteen, sixteen team league, maybe you want to keep an eye on Robert Woods. Yeah, absolutely. He's established a rapport with his fellow rookie. You know, Stevie J gets hurt a lot, a lot, Bill. Yep. Stevie J gets hurt a lot. And, you know, a couple weeks from now, Stevie J's out for two, three weeks. Robert Woods could step it up. So keep an eye on him. Put him on your watch list. A couple tight ends to mention. Charles Clay of the Miami Dolphins. He was one of our tight end champs this week. The Dolphins use him in a lot of different formations, Todd. In the backfield, yeah. lining up at the traditional tight end spot. Again, not someone that I'm grabbing in a 10- or 12-team league. But if you're looking for a tight end, maybe you're in a 14 team league charles clay is a guy you want to grab and then colby fleener from the indianapolis colts Dwayne allen was inactive so fleener was a very sneaky start i said it on our our fantasy game day live webcast on ffchamps.com sundays uh i'm, li- I'm live on our webcast i said Dwayne allen's inactive colby fleener pretty good start because we know andrew luck loves throwing to his tight end uh fleener had 69 yards and a touchdown Fleener's another guy, Bill. Um, I think he's going to come along this year. I think he's going to finish the year pretty strong, and I think yeah. he'll be a top 10 tight end going into next draft season. So nice. keep an eye on Fleener. He's, he's, he's too good. Andrew Luck is too good. They're old teammates. I think there's a lot of upside there. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. We're going to jump over to the phones where Mike in Pittsburgh needs some waiver wire advice. What's up, Mike? Hey, hey guys. How you doing today? Thanks for taking the call. You got hey, it, brother. Quick uh, waiver wire question for you. I'm in a uh, non PPR standard scoring league. Had a whole bunch of injuries. I lost uh, Green during the first week. Ugh, Fitz is too. banged up, and MJD went down. Um, I have McCoy and Lavar Miller as my other two running backs, and um, I think I'm pretty deep at at wide receiver. I got Nix, who is always injury prone. Gordon coming off the suspension. Ty mm-hmm. Hilton. Sanu, and then Vincent Brown. Um, On the waivers right now, I have the third spot, so I'm debating if I want to use a a waiver wire pick this week and grab a DeAndre Hopkins to kind of shore up the um, wide receivers because you only really need to play two wide receivers and one flex in my league. And that flex could either be a running back or a wide receiver. And the other guy that's out there, uh, Snelling's out there, uh, Starks is out there as well, um, and Darrell Scott. Uh, okay. Not sure what you guys think about any of those guys, or if you think I should just hold on to my waiver spot for you know another week, or grab somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins. So the, your waiver priority will move up if you don't pick anyone this week, correct? As if, long as if the, the first guys, guys ahead of me first yeah, and second right, right, pick right. somebody, yes. If right. they don't, you just maintain your number three spot. Right. Right. Okay. So it's not anything to do with your standings or your scoring. All right. That's important, Todd. Because I'm not going. I think his team is solid enough where he doesn't need to add James Starks or Jason Snelling. The only guy I would consider, I think, is DeAndre Hopkins. I I agree, but that's where he's deepest. At wide receiver. Yeah, 
I mean, he lost Vereen, so he's got LaShawn McCoy and Lamar Miller. You know, mm-hmm. Lamar Miller, you know, hopefully step it up, Lamar, right? Step it up, Lamar. He's <laughs> all theme. right in week two. But um, I, I just think Nuke Hopkins has huge upside. Um, I mean, yeah, Snelling, Scott, Starks. I'm not excited about any of those guys. Mike, who uh, else do you have at running back? I also have um, – I picked up Brown this week, Donald Brown, because uh-huh. I saw he was available when the knee injury came out. Right, right. I figured, you know what, let me grab him. Uh, and I also have Toby Gerhardt, mm. um, just both handcuffs at this McCoy, point. McCoy, Miller, Brown, and Gerhardt. Yeah, so it's uh, – yeah, yep. So it's McCoy, Miller, Donald Brown, and Gerhardt, and then just hoping that MJD comes back with the ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go after Jordan Todman at this point. They're playing against the Seahawks this week. Also, Justin Forsett is in the mix. No way Danny Woodhead's out there, is he? No, nah, he's not out there. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, you know, you might you you might not want to pick anyone up and then just use maybe a free agent pickup. Do you have that in your league? Yes, absolutely. I could I could wait. That's typically right. what I do. Yeah, I would, I would do that. I would wait. I'll go out there, see who hasn't been picked up, and just try to grab one of these guys, drop a gear heart, and try to pick up one of these other running backs that you guys were just talking about. I could That's what do I would that. Do. That's what I would do, Mike. I would wait on it and then pick up as a free agent. And then hold off. I mean, uh, definitely Hopkins is going to go. I mean, there's no question. But I think I have enough depth at wide receiver that I could probably let the guy go and, and just kind of pass through and see if there's going to be another major injury next week or something. I, I kind of I, I agree with that. Todd, are you with me? Or do you think you should put the claim on Hopkins? Man. You like Hopkins, man. I, like I know Hopkins you do a lot, but he, he doesn't really need him. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he's got Gordon coming off of uh, suspension, suspension soon, right? Yep. When is Gordon back? This week. It's week three. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. We're in week three. Good lord. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I'm definitely not taking a running back in the in the waiver wire. So I agree yeah, with he, you guys there. Right. I, I I hear both sides of it. I mean, I just think Nuke could be could be a really special player, but he doesn't really need him. He's got a strong set of wide receivers here. I'm not thrilled with the running back option, so maybe go the free agent route. Yeah, that, that that's my advice to you, Mike, and we appreciate the call. Uh, tough situation there, Todd. When, when there's no running backs on the waiver wire and that's what you need, it's hard to say, all right, well, I'm just going to take a wide receiver. But you know what? Sometimes that's what you have to do, uh, regardless of positional need for your squad. Yeah, I, I can't believe he's available for him, first See, of all. I, I'm telling you, dude, that he's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. Let's stick with the phone lines, 855-478-7030. Our good friend Justin in Boston needs some help with a tight end. What's up, Justin? Yeah, how's it going, guys? It's going great, man. What can we help you with? I just just one question, but now I have just added one uh, question last second. So my main one was, which side tight end do you uh, like this week and going forward? My main one was uh, Brent Selleck. I'm going to, of course, drop him for either Martellus Bennett, Charles Clay, or Dallas Clark. And on my bench, I have a Tal Eifert. I don't know if you should uh, add any of those or just stick with uh, Eifert. Hmm. Oh, I'm not. I'm not excited about Clay at all. I mean, going forward, Bill. Are right. you? He's moving up, but he's still outside my top twenty. Right. Bennett's pretty solid. Right. Bennett. Yeah, it's <laughs> really good. Very involved in my. Very involved in the Bears' offense. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would have. I would dump Selleck for Bennett. The Eagles, see, the Eagles are going to spread it around quite a bit. Zach Ertz, you saw him make a few plays last week. Um, yep. They got James Casey. They got Deshaun Jackson, Avant. They got so many weapons. They're going to really spread it around. 
And I think Selleck's just going to have a few big games and not much in between. I think Bennett's going to be a better play for the year than Selleck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And my second question is, would you keep um, Shane Vereen for the rest of the season? I had an IR spot, but I don't know if it's um, cause the time he gets back, it'll probably be like uh, week 11 or week 12. And by that point, the, the fantasy season will be basically over. So I don't know. Hey, well, after you're in the playoffs, dude. Like a backup uh, quarterback. The main quarterback I have right now is just uh, Tony Romo. Dude, the fantasy season's not over in week 11 if you're expecting to make it in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you have an IR spot, Justin? Yeah. He does. If he has an IR spot, I'm, that's I what it's there for, man. I'd put Vereen on the IR and just totally. and keep him. Because, yeah, I'm like you, Bill. I mean, I'm planning on being around. <laughs> and I'm planning on making a playoff run or – you know, winning, trying to win my championship, and man, bringing Vereen back into the mix, ooh, that's pretty juicy to me. So I'm putting him on the IR spot. I did that in a couple of leagues, Bill. I know you and I have Vereen in almost every league. So if the IR spot is there, I'm I'm using. Yeah, it. why not use it? Yeah, why not use it? Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We're sticking with the phone lines. We're going to Jeff in Connecticut. What's up, Jeff? How can we help you today? Hey guys, how's it going? Um... I got a question about the waiver wire. I'm in a uh, PPR league. Actually, two quick questions. One is on the wide receiver end. I'm wondering if I should drop Kembrell Tompkins for either Eddie Royal or James Jones. How is James Jones still out there? I mean, that's how many teams? How many teams are in your league, Jeff? It's a ten team. Full point. Yeah. You got to get James Jones. Okay. I like Kemble Tompkins for a full point PPR. I think he's going to come along throughout the season. He's still a rookie, played in junior college most of his college career. Uh, he's going to get better as the season progresses. But James Jones, I mean, he went off this week. Uh, I'm shocked that he's on the waiver wire. You have to pick him up. Okay, and the second is on the running back side. Um, I'm wondering if I should drop Ed Jackson or Gio Bernard or oh. Bernard Pierce. You're not dropping Giovanni Bernard. The guy had two touchdowns last night, just starting to... He's just getting started. He's just getting yeah. started. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's one of Todd's main guys for the 2013 season. Uh, you can see why. Just a little sneak peek on Monday Night Football. I guess yeah. you can drop Fred Jackson. Do you have C.J. Spiller? No, I don't. I have MJD, um, but I'm not, I just don't believe in Todman as my handcuff there, so I'm looking for someone to kind of come in. Yeah, Fred add, Bernard, add Bernard Pierce and, yeah. and drop Fred Jackson. Okay. I would add right. Pierce before you add James Jones. I don't know if you have the option of, of doing one or the other. Yeah, yeah, I can put them in uh, in whatever order I want. Right, um, yeah. I guess the only thing I'm a little concerned about is Fred Jackson, although he's not, like, attractive. He's been putting up, like, steady double-digit numbers. In a he will do that until he gets hurt. Right. And right. eventually it's just going to be C.J. Spiller's show. Don't worry about Fred Jackson, dude. Bernard Pierce is the guy to have. Younger, uh, better offense, more involved in more involved role. Fred Jackson is garbage. Gotcha. Sounds good. I'm two and zero on the season, so keep going. Nice. Love hearing that, Jeff. We appreciate the call. Todd, am I right? That Bernard Pierce better option than James Jones this week on the waiver wire? I think so. Yeah. Running backs, running backs are gold. I, well, again, I think wide receivers are like silver. There's four or five running back handcuff guys that have a real potential to do some serious damage if the number one guy's down or if he's not down. 
right? And I think Bernard Pierce is one of those guys. I mean, he's got some serious – he's got some upside, man, even if Rice is healthy. Ben we talked Tate. about it earlier in the show. Yeah. He came up huge for them in their Super yeah. Bowl run, and they trust him. You know, so I mean, he has 28 carries already this season. Bernard Pierce. Yeah, that's good. It's not bad. Now, of course, part of that was because Ray Rice went down last game, but still, 28 carries. Uh, Fred Jackson is 25, so right. he's there as well. But Fred Jackson, you know the ceiling with Fred Jackson, right? Yeah, you, yeah. I'm we've not... seen him. I'll tell you what. I saw Bernard Pierce in college at Temple. Mm-hmm. I laugh at me because it's Temple. That guy was a force. You liked him. <laughs> yeah. He scored a boatload of touchdowns for Temple. Again, it's Temple. I understand. But, um, you know, he's younger, and he's a little bit more – he's just got the upside. So mm-hmm. Bernard Pierce is who I'm getting there. Uh, James Jones, you know what happened in that league, Bill, I'm guessing, is that somebody dropped him after week one. Yeah, bad move. In that, in that league. Somebody, you know, overreacted and dumped James Jones because he was terrible in week one. And, you know, now he went off, what, caught 11 balls for, what, 178? Yeah, nuts. Uh, the, the you you mentioned that some of the the top five handcuffs that you have to have Ben Tate, Bernard Pierce. Uh, I don't consider Giovanni Bernard a handcuff at this point. Bryce Brown for for Lashawn McCoy. Yep. Um, Joyke Bell yep. for Reggie Bush. And maybe you can consider. You know, do you consider Darren Sproles a handcuff? Not really. Nah, he's not. He's kind of um, his own thing. Robert Turbin for Marshawn Lynch. No, Christine Michael. I don't know about that. I no, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't consider Turbin because Christine Michael. Oh, okay. It's right. kind of, you know. Maybe Roy Hallou for Alfred Morris. Nile Davis for Jamal Charles. I think you pretty much named him. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joyke Bell was the, the was last the cutoff. one. Right. I think Gio Bernard and Sproles are their own entity. Right. I don't yeah. think that they're really handcuffs anymore. Uh, one more caller before we take a break, Todd. Let's go to Ali in Florida. What's up, man? How's it going? Hello. How are you? Doing great. What can we have? So you guys have a ton of information. Thanks a lot. Had a oh, waiver thanks. wire. Appreciate question. that. Um, I have the third waiver priority. Do I spend this pick? It's a full point PPR, and I have two options. My fifth receiver is Cecil Shorts. I typically go four wide receivers, one running back, one tight end. Do I drop Cecil Shorts for Hopkins, uh, or do I drop? Uh, my fourth running back is Woodhead. I have uh, MJD, LeBron Bell coming back, Ben Tate. Do I drop Woodhead for Bernard Pierce? Or do I stand pass? Full point PPR, Bill. Woodhead, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Ali, I Woodhead. think you have a lot of running backs, but I'm not crazy about MJD right now. Le'Veon Bell is not expected back for another month, if not longer. I think you have to keep Woodhead on your squad. Yes. I like the idea of picking up Hopkins, but I, I think you need Pierce. Right. Like I, I think dilemma. your team needs another running back, even though you have a lot of depth. I think they need another running back. Mm-hmm. Todd, so you would I drop Woodhead for Pierce? Is that no. Be, you know, I, the full point PPR. No, you're not. You can't drop a wide receiver to pick up a running back. No, I cannot. Maximum five wide receivers, four running back. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. That's terrible. <laughs> so you'd have to, I wouldn't drop Woodhead for Pierce. No, neither not would full, I. Not in a full, not point, a full PPR. point PPR. So would you drop short for Hopkins? Uh, I also do have MJD, so it's tough for MJD and short. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Bill, that's not a bad move. I think that there's just uh, shorts. We like shorts. Um, he hasn't started off that great this season, right? I he mean, did all right last week. He did all right in week two. Yeah, he did all right in week two. 
I, I think that Hopkins just has more upside. I mean, how many right. do you, you start four wide receivers? I, I have the option, but I have Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green, Dwayne Bowen, Pierre Garçon, obviously drafted heavy wide receiver. He's pretty good at wide receiver, Bill. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, Be- because so he's pretty good at wide receiver. Would uh, I really even start the fifth wide receiver? I rarely would. Yeah. My two tight ends are Vernon Davis and Jordan Cameron. I mean, listen, Cecil Shorts had 98 eight catches for 93 yards last week. He did. I mean, it's not not. He's bad. a very safe option. Yeah. They're always um, going to be behind, too. I know they're I playing the Seahawks this weekend, but, Todd, you said it. They're always going to be behind. Always. Justin Blackman comes back. I think that helps him even more. Cecil Shorts, by the way, I mean, he didn't do much in week one, but he still had 11 targets. He only caught three of them, but that was with Blaine Gabbert and his goofy thumb trying to throw him the ball. Last week, 14 targets, eight catches, 93 yards. Now, he's not going to score a lot of touchdowns, but full-point PPR, that's that's some pretty solid production there. I think uh, Nuke Hopkins, Bill, as long as Andre Johnson's healthy, I think Nuke's going to catch less balls than Cecil Shorts, but he's going to yeah. score more touchdowns. Cecil is number 32 on our rest of the way rankings. DeAndre is number 41. Yeah, I just updated these. Isn't this the morning. potential for Andre Johnson to get hurt a lot higher? I mean, now you're banking on potential of injury. I don't really like to do that. Um, I, I'd rather just stay with the. What's your op- What's your record in this league? Uh, unfortunately, one and one. I lost this week because I started Alex Smith instead of Philip Rivers. Mm. Uh. <sighs> I don't know. I'm kind of just hanging. I'm going to just stand pat here. Okay. One last you know, question. I mean, I think it's Cecil also Shorts. An IDP league. So, oh. James Laurinaitis is my main linebacker. He's underwhelmed today. I have Von Miller. Do I drop Von Miller for Mason Foster? Well, Von Miller's not coming back until what? Week seven? Week eight? I believe so. Week six? Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, he's number 55 on our rest of the way rankings for linebacker. He's just not going to make an impact. And then who is Mason Foster's number 16 on our rest of the way ranking? So Foster, much better option uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than Von Miller simply for the fact that Miller's suspended. He's not going to do squat until he comes back from uh, you know from that suspension. Right. But then again, you wouldn't advise wasting a waiver pick on him, right? I don't know how your league goes. I mean, if you think Mason Foster is going to get picked up off waivers, then... You know, I'm not, I'm not sure the the format of your league and 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 how active the waiver wire process will be. Okay, thank you. All right, Ali, we appreciate the call. Todd, interesting situation there. Cecil Shorts is just a guy that I'm not considered dropping yet. Um, no, I mean he's, he's yeah, too he, involved in their offense. Here's the deal. I'm trying to envision myself with his lineup. I mean, he's he's so stacked at receiver. He's got Megatron, mm-hmm. AJ Green, Bo, and the fourth was what Garcon, right? So if one of those guys gets injured, he plays four of them most weeks. So if one of those guys gets injured, is on a bye week. What's your philosophy? Do you want to plug in a guy like Cecil Shorts who might get you eight for ninety and no touchdowns, or do you want to plug a guy in like Nuke Hopkins who might catch five balls for you know? 100 yards and a touchdown one week, but then the next week, you know, four for 60. You know what I yeah, mean? I'm Nuke's right going to have bigger weeks than right. Cecil Shorts, but he's going to not be as consistent. And how about that rule, such a lame rule, where the league requires you to have four running backs, five wide receivers. Uh, Don't tell me how to run my team. I'll run it <laughs> any way I want, all right? You guys can do your thing. I'll do my thing. Don't try to tell me what positions I have to have. I hate rules like that. Hate it. 
It totally yeah. takes the independence out. It takes my strategy out. It's garbage. Garbage time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, uh, you know, if I'm him, uh, y- y- your lineup is pretty solid. He's got Woodhead and, and Shorts as his, like, bottom options on those two mm-hmm. positions. That's not terrible. We're going to take a quick break here on Fantasy Football Champs. Bumps and bruises coming up next. That's the week injury report. And then also more of your phone calls and emails. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Radio at Football Nation. We're going to get to a lot of emails in the next segment. I promise is our email address. More Fantasy Football Champs coming up right after this. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out CollegeFootballGeek.com Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up! Doubtful? 
Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for Bumps and Bruises. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you for about another hour left in the show. Uh, plenty of time to get your calls in. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. But, Todd, you heard the intro coming out of break. It is time for Bumps and Bruises. A segment that we don't like doing because it's always about the injury report. Very negative uh, news for some of these playmakers in fantasy football. Yeah, this is, and it's a long list, Bill. So let's get right <laughs> it to is. it. Let's get right to it. Actually, quarterbacks were relatively unscathed this weekend, Bill. Only Brandon Whedon makes our list. Sprained thumb on his throwing hand, questionable for week three. Yeah, that's not a big-time fantasy relevance. I mean, the quarterbacks tend to stay healthy. Unless there's something major, it's always going to be like one of these nicked-up injuries, sprained thumb, Blaine Gabbert needed stitches last week, something like that. Yeah, but hey, that Browns offense has not looked uh, that great. Ooh, terrible. Trent Richardson's killing me. Come on, He's Trent. killing me, too. Step, step it, it up, up, Trent. Yeah. Step he it up. Our, he gets our step it up. We should have a, a new segment just called Step It Up. Step It Up of the Week? Yeah. All step right. Step It Up. We can do that. uh, Nominate Trent Richardson to step it up. Let's do that after the injury report. We'll both say a guy that we need to step it up, and then we'll take calls from people who they need to step it up on their teams. That's a good idea. We asked asked Lamar Miller to step it up last week, and he 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 heard us. Yep, he heard us. He was listening. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, but I'll take what he what he you know gave us last week. All right, Josh, write that down. New segment. Step it up. On it. All right. Yeah, it's it's like uh, (laughs) yeah, it's our it's our new thing. Running backs, Bill. MJD sprained left ankle could be out a week or more, maybe even a few weeks. I'm not really sure. <sighs> Maurice Jones Drew, what did you do? You know, yeah. Todd, we were pretty high on him coming into the season. One of the main reasons why was we saw what Adrian Peterson did, uh, did coming off an injury. Uh, MJD coming off an injury. We didn't want to sleep on him and, and kind of fall into that same trap. That most people did when when Peterson was coming back. He was only twenty. He's only twenty seven years old, looking for a new contract at the end of the year. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're just cursed. they're so bad. They're just cursed. Yeah, they're they really need to bad. get the hell out of Jacksonville. Start Go fresh somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Another big name makes the list of bumps and bruises. Ray Rice, hip flexor, questionable for week three. There's been a lot of talk about Bernard Pierce on this program today because of Ray Rice's unclear status. Yeah, Rice is going to be a game-time decision. And if the Ravens are smart, they're not going to play him. Why play a guy when you have a capable backup like Bernard Pierce who's uh, able to carry the full workload? So we'll see what happens with Ray Rice. He's play- Who are the Ravens playing against this week? The Ravens take on the Houston Houston Texans. So pretty good matchup for them. Their run defense is, is a little bit suspect at this point. We saw Chris Johnson have a pretty good game against them in week one. So we'll see. Ray Rice, against. Uh, they'll certainly need him. So if he's healthy enough to play, he'll he'll be out there, but we're kind of expecting Bernard Pierce to be the, the full-time guy for Baltimore. Next guy on the list, Reggie Bush, Bill. Left knee, thumb, <laughs> groin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Reggie Bush is just – he's a walking injury, but yet he still produces. So he left the game with the left knee injury. Yesterday he tweeted out four thumbs up, the you know, the thumbs up sign. So I guess that means his MRI came back fine. Uh, questionable right now for week three. Another guy with a capable backup in Joyke Bell. All right. How about Steven Jackson? Another guy we've talked about. Thigh Bruce scoring the touchdown, right? He heard it when he was scoring. Yeah. Uh, the touchdown. 
So you're you're excited he scores a touchdown. You're thinking he's gonna have a big game, and then he doesn't come back. Uh, right now, a source is telling NFL Network that Steven Jackson could be out two to four weeks with this thigh injury. Uh, officially, they're calling Jackson week to week, but 30 really? years old, struggled for uh, last year with a quad injury. Kind of sounds like he pulled his some kind of thigh muscle. God, really? So, Jaquiz Rogers or Jason Snelling, it, it looks like a pretty good pickup this week if Jackson is out up to a month. Ugh. That's uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network making that report. Great. Okay. Next running back. That, that irritates me. So let's go to another <laughs> can, running back that I, I have multiple. Tell, I can just tell that you have him on a couple squads, and, and that really disappointed you. Yeah. Because well, the next guy. Made, the next guy is yeah, equally disappointing. Eddie Lacy is another guy that I have, and he's another guy on our list. He got popped, concussion, head-to-head. He's not expected back. You, you talked about it, Bill. I think you hit it right on the head, speak, no pun intended. He's out this week against the Bengals. Why play him? He's a, he, he won't pass the concussion test anyway. Then they have a bye in week number four, correct? That's right. So Eddie Lacy back in week five. Don't expect him to see anytime soon. And in week five, he's got the Detroit Lions at home. Nice, nice That's matchup. A nice for him. soft landing, right? Yeah. Over to wide receivers. Although, Bill, how about, you, know, you never know, Todd, with the the can sue. Maybe he pulls a dirty play. You never know. Please. <laughs> you know, let's get through these lists because this depresses me. This segment depresses me. Yeah, it's time. tough. It's a tough one. All right. Uh, Andre Johnson, wide receivers. Andre Johnson, concussion, questionable for week three. Yeah, we'll see. New NFL protocol for concussions is really a guessing game at this point. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be in action. All right, and it's too early in the week to really know. Fitzgerald, Larry Fitz, Larry Fitz, hamstring injury. He's also questionable for week three. Now, he was a game-time decision heading into week two. He ended up playing, but then he got pulled because he aggravated his injury. So he didn't finish the game. It's a little bit alarming when that happens, especially when he had the injury going into the game. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with with Larry Fitz right now. Next guy, Hakeem Nix, dislocated his finger, kind of went off the field. It looked like he was really in a lot of pain, but they popped it back into place, and he should play next week, right? Yeah, he'll be out there. He he finished the game even despite the finger injury right. uh, in, against the Broncos. Malcolm Floyd, one of the scariest injuries of the week. Uh, nasty neck spine injury. Um, he's not going to be playing this week. Now, um, they're not officially saying that, which is crazy uh, to me. Come on. The guy left on a stretcher. Yeah, like why playing. would he why would he even try to play this week? That's go see silly. a spine specialist. Go make sure that you're okay, you're 100% healed. Why risk playing? People He's thought you playing. were paralyzed. He's not playing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't care what they're calling it. They're, right. he's, uh, I'm just glad he's healthy. Yeah, it's right. not anything more serious, and hopefully he's back out there in a couple of weeks or something, but sure. not in five days. Not right. Play. Right. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay, shoulder injury, needs MRI, expected to be probable. I know you have him on all of your le- in all of your leagues, Bill. Not a single one. DHB. We have our boy T.Y. <laughs> yeah, we don't need DHB when you have T.Y. Right? No, that's right. Okay, tight ends. Vernon Davis left the action uh, last week in Seattle. The butt kicking. He had an injured hamstring. You saw him pull up. Was it on the interception? He pulled up lame. Yep. Yeah. So uh, questionable for week three. I'm a little concerned about Vern. Are you concerned that he's going to play this week? Uh, I am a little bit concerned, only because the way he was limping off the field after after that play. Um, 
who the the Niners really don't have anyone other than Anquan Bolin and Vernon Davis. So if Vernon Davis doesn't play, we'll be downgrading Colin Kaepernick a bit as well. Here's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, it's a flash in the pan, perhaps. If Vern doesn't play, yeah. keep an eye on Vance McDonald. You like rookie, Vance. Rookie tight end out of Rice. He was a monster uh, in the college fantasy realm. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a game. If, if Vern's out, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually makes a little noise this week. But um, He's a big boy, too. Yeah, he's a very athletic guy. He's kind of like a big wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on Vance McDonald if Vern doesn't play. Just a little nugget there. Okay. And then how about Rob Gronkowski? Wow, this guy makes the list every week. Bill, where are we with him? He's 50-50 to play right now. Coach Bill Belichick still calls him day-to-day. It's been what he's, he's – what that's what Bill, Coach Belichick has been saying since before week one. He's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. It is what it is. It is what it is. So we'll see if Rob Gronkowski is going to play this week. I don't think he does. I think they're saving him for week four against Atlanta. Well, yeah, they have Tampa Bay at home this week, at Atlanta, at Cincinnati, Saints at home, at Jets. Man, they're biased until week 10. That doesn't yeah, help the Patriots quite at all. A ways away. Yeah, that doesn't help them at all, does it? No. With all their injuries. Okay, well, um, check back in on Thursday. We probably won't know anything more on Thursday anyway with Gronk. But um, right now, you know, you, you need to have another tight end ready to roll because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If I'm having to figure out whether he's going to play or not, I'm leaning towards he won't play. Yeah, I don't. I'm not banking on on Gronk being an actor nope. this week. No. Uh, Todd, what do you say we jump over to some emails? Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is our phone number. Phone lines, by the way, wide open right now, but we do have plenty of emails to get to. Uh, the next one that we're going to discuss is Craig's email. Boy, he's got a lot of information here. What does Craig have on his mind? Hey, guys, second season playing fantasy football. First season, subscribe to ffchamps.com. Love hearing that. I like that. Golf he's clap in a, there. He's in a 14-team league. Uh, standard scoring, IDP. Uh, ben Tate doesn't have Ben Tate. What, where, where's his question here? 14 team is kind of a pinch. Who would you get rid of to target off the waiver wire? All right, so he's got a waiver wire question, Todd. Here's who's available. James Starks, Andre Ellington, Darrell Scott, Eddie Royal, and Doug Baldwin. Pretty slim options, but it's a 14-team league. On the bench, he's got Shane Vereen, Kembrell Tompkins, Bernard Pierce, Darius hayward Bay, Isaiah Pede, Donald Brown. I'm dropping DHB, and I'm either picking up Eddie Royal or Andre Ellington. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'm dropping DHB, and I'm picking up Royale with cheese. Okay, go with Royale with cheese. No go on Andre Ellington? Yeah. It's always good to have running back depth. Yeah. Yeah. He's got Donald Brown and Isaiah Pede. And Pierce. Yeah, he has pretty good running backs. Arian Foster. Oh, MJD is out, so he's going to need to put in Pierce this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has Shane Vereen. Um, yeah, I, I would pick up Roy- I would pick up Eddie Royale with cheese. Right of all he's hot. Ellington, there's going to be guys out there like that. They're going to be available. Totally. Every week. Yep. Next email is Joey Garcia, number one on waivers, uh, non-PPR, 12-team redraft league. Does he use the number one waiver claim on James Starks or Eddie Royal, Todd? Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese? He uses the number one spot? Oh, is he, is he going to use it? Is he de- He's going to use it, and he's just de- determining whether he's taking Starks or Royale with cheese? Or? He, he, he's questioning, one, should he use it? Two, oh. if he uses it, should he go with Starks or Royale oh, with cheese? gotcha. 
Um, I would not use it. You would not use it? Nope. Here's a little caveat. He says, most of the league puts in multiple claims, so even if I put in one claim, I could easily return to number three or number four. Uh, for well, give me week. all the information here, I'm man. Sorry, I'm sorry. It keeps sorry. changing. Uh, all, right. Me, these, all right, well, let me read the rest of <laughs> To me, these guys are, are uh, to me, these are the only guys worth it. James Stark's absolutely not worth it. Nope. Running backs are very scarce. Could possibly package Stark's to Lacey owner. Eh. Very impressed with Eddie Royal, not just his stats, but how he looks on with Rivers. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Brandon Bolden, Charles Clay, also available on free agent. Okay. So, well, giving all that information, I don't yeah. see the downside and just, I'm not a huge, you know, ride Eddie Royale with cheese. Um, I like saying that, by the way, if you haven't noticed. That's fine. I, I like probably need to drop it. I probably said it too many times. I mean, if he thinks he can, it's going to cycle through so many times that he's going to wind up having the number three spot after it's all said and done, then why not mm-hmm. take take him? Yeah, take Royale, drop uh, Zach Sudfeld, who's just wasting space on his roster at this point. Uh, next we have Jeff S., who is a longtime subscriber, 2-0 on the season. Love that. Uh, let's keep it going. Two quick questions. 10-team PPR. Todd, drop Kembrell Tompkins for Eddie Royale with cheese or James Jones? James Jones. All right. I agree. Uh, next, drop Fred Jackson or Giovanni Bernard for James Starks or Bernard Pierce? Uh, keep Gio, drop Jackson, add Pierce. Keep Gio. Drop Jackson, add Pierce, like that. Drop Kembrell Tompkins, add James Jones. Yes, absolutely. Those are That's some serious upgrades right there, yeah, I think. big time. Uh, that's Josh. No wonder why he's 2-0. He's, he's a longtime subscriber, and uh, he knows what he's doing on the waiver wire. Another Josh, this one from Virginia, lost last week by one point. Uh, after a glorious week one victory, a couple of players let him down. Kemperl Tompkins, I don't know who to start. Ahmad Bradshaw against a tough 49ers defense or maybe Brian Hartline. Right now he's taking a gamble on Gronkowski playing. We don't think that's happening. Jordan Cameron's in his flex. Uh, I'm not really seeing any questions here. Uh, right now his lineup looks like this. Uh, Andrew Luck, LaShawn McCoy, Trent Richardson, Randall Cobb, Larry Fitz. Yeah, you have to get Gronk out of the starting lineup. We don't think he's going to play. So I guess he needs a flex spot. Put Jordan Cameron into the tight end. That opens up his flex spot. Does he go with Ahmad Bradshaw in the flex, Kembrell Tompkins, Brian Hartline, or Ben Tate? Are we PPR? We are... I don't see it. Five. Point five. Oh, yeah, 0.5. So I guess not standard. Uh, Hartline. Yeah. Well, he, first of all, he's got Larry Fitz in there, and we don't know if he's going to play. Oh, that's right. So I'm putting Hartline in for Fitz. Okay. I'm putting Bradshaw in that flex. Well, then, yeah, the, the flex, you move Cameron. <laughs> there's a lot of movement going on here. Yeah. But, yes, keep Cameron in your lineup, move him to tight end, get Gronk out. Be very careful with Larry Fitz. Put Hartline in if Fitz isn't going to play. And then your flex is open, and you got Bradshaw. Bad matchup, but he's your best option. Next email is from Rick. Should he start Bernard Pierce or Darren Sproles, 12-team non-PPR league? You're starting Pierce if Ray Rice is out. Otherwise, what does he do? Pierce or Sproles if Ray Rice is in? Yeah. Non-PPR. I think you go with Sproles. Yeah, but it's looking 
I agree with you, but I, I have a it's, feeling Rice isn't going to play. Just my right. gut feeling. Go so if Pierce. Rice doesn't play, which is my guess, then I'm going to go Pierce over Sproles, non PPR. Chris R is our next emailer. Standard ten team league. Um, CJ Spiller, Stephen Jackson, Bryce Brown, Bernard Pierce, Donald Brown are his running backs. He's third on the waiver wire order. Should he keep his position, Todd, or go after one of the following? Eddie Royale with cheese, James Starks, Bilal Powell, eh, Robert Woods, Darrell Scott, Austin Pettis, Jason Snelling, interesting option, Kendall Wright, Andre Roberts, or Jaquiz Rogers. His wide receivers are Demarius Thomas, Pierre Garçon, Brian Hartline, Tavon Austin, Vincent Brown, Michael Floyd, and Jimmy Graham's his tight end. He's got pretty good wide receiver depth. Demarius Thomas, Garçon, Vincent Brown came alive. And then he take flyers some weeks on Brian Hartline or Michael Floyd, Vincent Brown in action too. So I'm not really worried about his wide receivers. I am worried about his running backs. Steven Jackson may be out. Right. And he think, starts two running backs, no flex. I think because he has Steven Jackson, he has to get the backup. He has to get Quiz Rogers I think Quiz, or Snelling. I think I go Quiz. Um, he can start Spiller and he can start Bernard Pierce. Right. Which isn't terrible. No, it's not bad. So he's not – I mean, he, he would have been a little more screwed if he had a flex here to deal with, but he doesn't. So I like his wide receivers, so there I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bypass grabbing a new wide receiver. I think yeah. He, um, Which would have been Eddie Royale with cheese. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I might pick up Quiz and try that. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think because he has Steven Jackson, we're not really – Sure well, about the length of the injury. Could be two weeks, could be four weeks, could not miss any time. Well, so that's the question is does he does he keep his spot for next week or does he pick up a quiz? No, I, I think he picks up quiz now. Because he has Steven Jackson. Because he has Steven Jackson. Yeah. That's the move I'm making. Yeah, I mean Steven Jackson's out two to four weeks. Yeah, that's rough. Four weeks? It's like Halloween. I'll be back. <laughs> Seriously. All right, next next Brutal. email is Yeah, you have to you have to make that move. If Steven Jackson's out, you have to make that move. Uh, our next email is from Mad Dog Bill Todd. Love your show. Keep doing what you guys do because it helps us. Thank you very much, Mad Dog. We appreciate hearing that. Uh, please evaluate my team for weaknesses. Two games into the season, he's one and one. His starter at quarterback is Eli Manning. That's been hurting him. Uh, Doug Martin is doing fine. Stephen Ridley's been hurting him, but I think he bounces back in a big way. Love his wide receivers: Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, Torrey Smith. His tight end is Brent Selleck. A couple players on his bench, Todd, Giovanni Bernard, Bilal Powell, and Mike Wallace. Okay. He has Eddie Royale and DeAndre Hopkins on waivers. He only has three bench players in his league. Yeah, that's tough, okay. especially when he needs a tight end. Okay. Well, first of all, I love that Gio is one of the three. And mm-hmm. Mike Wallace is one of the three. Right. So Bilal Powell he can get rid of. He's garbage. Um, but I'm not – so now if he has Mike Wallace – he doesn't. He has Marshall and Demarius Thomas, so he doesn't need Royale with Cheese or New Hopkins. No, he does need Bernard Pierce, who's available in his league. Um, he can drop Bilal Powell for Bernard Pierce. Do you yes. agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Do you agree with dropping Brent Selleck for maybe Jermaine Gresham, Colby Fleener, Zach when is, Ertz? When is uh, when is Heath Miller back? Uh, I think not for a couple more weeks. Uh. I don't really. Uh, I mean, I Steelers guess Steelers could use him. Gresham. Right. You think Gresham or over Fleener? Over no over. I'm saying I'm, I'm oh, Fleener over and Gresham over Selleck. 
Yeah, I like Gresham a little bit better than Selleck, and I'm on the border with Fleener only because I know Dwayne Allen's coming back eventually. Yeah. I would get Selleck out of there, though. So so who are the weaknesses? Um, before we get to his week three lineup, who are the weaknesses on his team? Obviously, tight end is a huge weakness. And quarterback Running back is two shaky. will be fine. Quarterback Quarterback's is shaky. a little shaky. If you're not getting – does he get negatives for interceptions? Yeah, he does. That's not good because Eli's thrown like a dozen of them already, it seems like. Yeah. Well, he's thrown seven. He's thrown seven interceptions, right? In two games. Good Lord. So that's major negative points. Leads the league. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome job, Eli. Um, I'm not dro- I'm not dropping Eli for Joe Flacco or Jay Cutler or even Ryan Tannehill. I may consider adding Alex Smith and then using Alex Smith when he has the better matchup, which I think he has a decent matchup this week against the Colts, but Eli should handle the Carolina well, Alex Smith is against well. the Eagles. Oh, Alex Smith is against the Eagles. That's right. On Thursday night, Andy Reid back in Philly. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Elevate all Alex your Smith Chiefs this Niners. week. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, I would drop Eli just for this week and use Alex Smith. Is that crazy? Uh, is that crazy? Giants are at Carolina, must win. Eli's number 13 on the FFCPI, Alex Smith number 15. But if Eli's been burning you, you may want to use another option. Well, the Eagles aren't capable of, of creating a turnover. No, they're not. And the Eagles are a sieve. They don't think they have any safeties to cover anything over the top. I think Alex Smith is a pretty safe play this week. I mean, it's not a huge upgrade over Eli, I don't think. But no. But if you know, if you if you want to get rid of that guy, you could do it. Um, other than Eli, Doug Martin, Ridley still in the starting lineup, or you benching Ridley to put in Bernard? I'm not benching really for Bernard yet. No. Uh, pick three of these wide receivers. Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, Torrey Smith, or Mike Wallace. I'm leaving Torrey. You're not benching Demarius Thomas from Brandon Marshall. Nope. Although, Marshall has a pretty tough matchup. I mean, the A.J. Green got shut down by the Steelers last night on Monday Night Football. Can't bench your studs. But you can't bench your studs, right? All it takes is one play. For Demarius Thomas, he's in against the Raiders. Great matchup for him. Brandon Marshall is in. Torrey Smith playing against Houston. Mike Wallace playing against Atlanta. I, I might lean toward Mike Wallace. I like both of them this week. I think he's he's in good shape with no matter what he does there. I don't have a strong opinion, Torrey Smith or Mike Wallace. I like both of them this week. All right, and then for his tight end, Todd, again, we kind of have to help him out here. He needs help. Clay, Graham, uh, Garrett Graham. No, I'm not picking up Grant Graham. I'm going Gresham. Uh, Gresham. Selleck, the Bengals Pettigrew play the Gresham. Packers. The Packers could not stop Vernon Davis a couple weeks ago at all. All right, go Gresham. Gresham. Yeah, I mean, I think they have Eifert there, and they've got a lot of other weapons, but I think it's a pretty safe play. It's better than what he has now. So I'm All going, right, that was, that was for a friend of the program, uh, Mad Dog. Let's move over to Luis Rivera, who also emailed us. Need some help with the starting lineup, Todd. Andrew Luck or Alex Smith? Ooh. Tough. What do you think, Luck against San Fran? I mean, on one hand, you saw... San Fran, their passing defense is a little suspect. Yeah, well, you saw Rodgers rip them apart a few weeks ago. Russell Wilson had a great game, too. Yeah. The thing about San Fran's defense is, and it, and it kind of plays well into their game plan for this week, is the Colts' offensive line stinks. 
and their pass rush is really good. The Niners' pass rush is really good. Yeah. Um, can you bench Andrew Luck for Alex Smith though? Andy Reid returns to Philly. It's Thursday night game. Um, I don't know if I'm doing that. I'm gonna stick with Luck. I'm gonna stick with Luck. Uh, running back Trent Richardson against Minnesota or Droyke Bell against Washington. The only reason why I'm even debating this is because Trent Richardson hasn't done anything, and Joyke Bell is playing against a Redskins team that stinks. If Reggie Bush <laughs> is out, I might play Joyke Bell. But well, other than that, I'm playing Trent Richardson. I'm not even. I can't. You can't. I've got to go right? Trent. Yeah, just can't do it. Uh, wide receiver, pick one of these guys: Cecil Shorts, Kembrell Tompkins, Randall, uh, Ruben Randall. Half point PPR Shorts. No. Yeah. Wait a minute. Schwartz at Seattle. Mm, not going there. Tompkins against Tampa. Randall against Carolina. I feel better about Randall than Tompkins. Yeah, I feel better. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't like these options. No, terrible. He asked if Gronk is back this week. We're not sure. He's 50-50. So he, we're, yeah. prob- we're leaning towards Gronk not being back, but it's early in the week. Check back later on FFChamps.com for that. But uh, it's half-point PPR, Bill. Cecil Shorts against Seattle. Seattle's going to one. eat them alive. Yeah. I think Cecil Short's low upside week, you know, six catches, 60 yards probably you're looking at, whereas I, th- I think Randall might be able to have a little more upside. I, I can't trust Tompkins, by the way. No, Cecil can't Shorts trust him at all. So to me, it's either Shorts or Randall. Right. Shorts is a safe low upside play. Randall is a little more boom bust. So there okay. you go. I'm with you there. Uh, league number two, last pickup, uh, last option here. Uh, ben Tate or Giovanni Bernard? Uh, Gio. Gio? Okay. Against the Packers? Yeah, I think that's the right move. Uh, because of the matchup. I like the Packers uh, matchup there for uh, for Gio. Hopefully they get him more carries, man. More more touches. Yeah, he deserves it. He looks good when he's got the ball in his hands. Yep. Uh, last email before we got to take a break. Hey, guys, second-year listener. This is from Matt M., second-year listener and subscriber. I'm 2-0 in my work league and want to keep it up. Good for you, Matt. Uh, I have a flex and running back question for you. 10-team league, half-point PPR. His running back two question, no Sean Moreno or Lamar Miller? Oh, wow. Bill, I'll let you le- take the lead on this one. No Sean Moreno. We got him at 16 against Oakland. Lamar Miller, we have him at 19 against the Falcons. <laughs> ride ride Moreno while he's hot. I think so. Yep. I think he got to. Uh, for his flex, does he go with Josh Gordon, Lamar Miller, if he doesn't start him at the running back two, or Cecil Shorts? What do you think of Josh Gordon, Todd? Coming back from suspension, may not have Brandon Whedon. I guess Jason Campbell will be the Browns starter if Whedon can't go. His flex is either Josh Gordon, Lamar Miller, or Cecil Shorts. We already we already talked about we talked about Shorts a couple times on this program. One was more of a long term discussion, and we like Shorts as a long term option. We but do not, not this week. This week is the worst possible matchup in the world. Correct. Yeah. Um, Everyone and their mother is going to have Seattle in their survivor pools this week. Yes. Yes. So, what are my thoughts on Josh Gordon? I'd rather play wait and see with him. Mm-hmm. Personally. I have him in a number of leagues. I've been waiting for him to come back, but I'm not going to – I don't think I'm starting him in any of these any of my leagues yet. I'm just kind of playing wait and see with him. So go with Lamar Miller. We yeah, like Lamar uh, Miller. It was very yes. debatable with Moreno. I, I feel comfortable with Lamar Miller. Yeah, and I, I think Moreno is 
solid as long as he's hot. Keep him in yeah. there. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Phone lines wide open. 855-478-7030 is where you can reach us on the phone. We'll still take in your emails, radio at footballnation.com. Plus, you can follow us on Twitter. At FF Champs is the official Twitter handle for the show. You can follow Todd at CFF Geek, and I'm at Bill Enright. We answer on demand. We answer questions all the time throughout the week if you're listening to the program on demand or as a podcast. Coming up, we'll preview the week three matchups, go over some nightmares for fantasy football and some fantasy football dreams. That's all coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Welcome back to the fantasy football champs. Hanging out with you for about another 15 minutes left in the live program. Todd, I got to mention our our daily fantasy football partners, DraftKings.com. If you want to become the first ever fantasy football millionaire, the contest that they have right now, DraftKings.com, is crazy. Three million dollars in get. Actually, it's three point one. Can't forget about that extra hundred thousand. Three point one in guaranteed prizes. A million dollars is going to the winner. Uh, top three hundred finalists get paid. So you're making money if you finish in the top three hundred. And there's different ways that you can qualify. Typically, the entry is fifteen hundred dollars. 
but you can pay just two dollars to get in on the contest. And if you win that two dollar contest, you'll get a free ticket into the grand finale. So you'll get one of those fifteen hundred dollar choir qualifier tickets if you win the two dollar tournament. It's a lot of fun. We play it. Todd does very well. I do very well. It's a great way to play fantasy football and make some cash. Again, DraftKings.com. I highly suggest you check it out. Bill, I've got a few items to purchase. I'm thinking about a new flat screen. There you go. And um, I'm almost uh, I'm doing pretty well in these in these things. So I might be able to purchase one of these very soon. You'll want to uh, follow. You'll want to listen to the show on Thursday, uh, noon to two o'clock Eastern. Because we'll go through our best buys and overpriced players. That helps yep. people out a lot. It's an article that we have at ffchamps.com, and it's something that we do uh, each and every week as a segment here on this radio show or on our, our Thursday radio show. We kind of guide you through the budgets for these players and identify some really cheap guys and, and some really overpriced players. Yep. Yep, yep. So All right, Bill, moving on we... to week three, Todd. Yes. Uh, it's Let's gone. Do it. you know, week two is week two's gone. It's over. We're... we're it's in a rearview mirror. We're not looking back. Week three, full steam ahead here. Yeah, and before we uh, get into the previews here quickly, okay. You know, seeing across the ticker, it looks like it's kind of confirmed here, Bill, that Steven Jackson's going to miss two to four weeks. Yeah, so that's, that's not good. Now, I'm looking at the Atlanta schedule. Mm-hmm. Week three this week, well, he's definitely out for this week, is at Miami. Right. He's probably out for the next for week four against the Patriots. Right. So now you're talking about will he come back in week five? They play the Jets, but then in week six they have a bye. So why, if he's still banged up, why would they even bring him back for the Jets game? Do you know I what think, I mean? I think that's why it's a two- to four-week time frame because I guess the reporters aren't really sure yet, or maybe the team's not sure yet, if they want to bring him back before that bye week. My point is you might be without uh, – It's I'm leaning towards the four weeks, and you're going to have him back in week seven. And that's why Jaquiz Rogers, Jason Snelling, both big time pickups this week. Brutal. It kills me. Uh, Vereen, I can tell. Last I can week tell. It was Vereen, and now yeah. it's this. Come on. I could. I could tell when I was reading the news. Your sigh of disgust was similar to what I went through last week with Shane Vereen. <sighs> it's tough because Steven Jackson was coming over from the St. Louis Rams, where he was part of a very bad offense for a very long time. Now he comes to the Falcons. Great offense. Decent offensive line, but we knew that he can run the football. Michael Turner had double-digit touchdowns last year. Steven Jackson, much better uh, talent-wise at this point in his career. More opportunities near the goal line. That was his biggest downfall in St. Louis. So, Steven Jackson, we were looking at him like a top-12 receiver in PPR formats. Top-12 running back, yeah. And Why did I keep saying that? Terrible. (laughs) Top-12 running back. Yeah, it just kills me because I've got him and Vereen in a lot of leagues. So, it's just like. Really, you know, you, you build this running back depth, and then thank God I still have it. But now I'm talking about plugging guys like Geo or Lamar Miller in there. You know, you, Todd, of, I, you know that's why you that's why you're smart on draft day and you, and you go after running back depth. That's why it's so important to get those quality backup running backs. We say it all throughout the year uh, during draft season. Wait on your quarterback. It's better to get running back depth. It's better to get quality players at running back. So heading into the league, heading into the year, Todd, you had, who's your running back one? Adrian Peterson. All right. So then you came back around, you grabbed Steven Jackson, and nope. I'm guessing a what? It's a two-quarterback league. I grabbed oh. LaShawn McCoy, believe it or not. 
Your All the quarterbacks you have went. Peterson and McCoy. Yeah. Oh, so what are you worried about, Stephen Jackson? For I have no pity for you. <laughs> I have none whatsoever. <laughs> I, you have Peterson and McCoy, and I have Steven Jackson, Mouse and I had Vereen. Oh, forget PPR. you and Lamar Miller. No, I'm and Lamar no, Miller. I'm no longer feeling pity. No longer feeling pity for you. Well, There's guys out there that have Steven Jackson as maybe their running back one if they took Calvin Johnson or our quarterback in the first round. They're I looking at the Steven Jackson. Yeah. I can't believe you're sulking. You have McCoy and Peterson still in your lineup. Well that's that's one that's just one leak. I got I got him in another league too. All right. He's my running back two there, and that's not helpful either. Yeah. Alright, do you want to dive into these previews now? Yeah, let's go let's go. Full steam ahead to week three. We kind of like to break up the matchups. We're a fantasy football show, so we like to break up the matchups based on fantasy football playmakers in the game. Kind of the way I look at it, if there's three, maybe two, but they have to be really good too. If there's usually the standards three, if there's three fantasy football contributors on each team, then they land in the fantasy dreams. Uh, section. If there's maybe just one or two playmakers from each team, they go in the fantasy nightmares area. And then if there's a lopsided matchup, for example, the Patriots and the Bucks lopsided, we put them in the lopsided section of, of our matchups. Okay. All right. So fantasy dreams. First one: Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Love it. Start your Chiefs, baby. Start your Chiefs. Start your Eagles. I think this is going to be a lot of. Uh, offensive fireworks on Thursday Night Football. The only thing that brings into question the fantasy relevance of this game, and I, this is kind of a reach, yeah. but sometimes, Bill, these short Thursday night, these short weeks, these Thursday night games are kind of busts. They're a little bit of a letdown. The teams don't have a lot of time to prepare, and I've seen it happen a lot of times, both college and pro, where you, you, you seemingly have a you know, fantasy dream matchup like we're talking about here, and it falls a little bit flat. Doesn't live I, up to expectations. That's the only possible reason that this game doesn't live up to fantasy expectations. I think that's legit. I think it's valid, but I hope it doesn't happen because yeah. the, I have a lot of Chiefs on my team and I have a lot of Eagles. So I hope yeah. that doesn't happen this week. I got Jamal Charles, big game. You have LaShawn McCoy. I think both of us have Deshaun Jackson in a few leagues. Yep. Maybe I someone out there has Dwayne Bowe, Mike yep. Vick. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Let's so. Uh, hopefully it it, uh, it it plays out like it normally would, and it should be a high scoring game. Uh, the next game of Sunday action, Lions and the Redskins. Love this one. Yeah. This one, no defenses, a lot of offense. A lot of offense. I mean, Megatron. How many, what's the over-under for Megatron this week? I don't know. 250 yards, two, cut, two touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> the Redskins can't stop anybody. No. they Their defense is the worst in the league. What what's your, what is your take on this whole RG three is more injured than we know and he shouldn't be in there kind of um, slant that you're seeing pop up on the national outlets? You know, I think it's crazy for the Redskins fans asking for Kirk Cousins to start or demanding Kirk Cousins to start. RG three will not get back to form unless he's playing, and you want RG three back to form, right? Yeah. I mean. It, He's not going to get any better if he's sitting on the sidelines. He needs to be playing. He needs to get build his chemistry with his receivers and his running backs and his offensive line. He needs to get healthier. Is it possible? Start- yeah. It, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is it possible oh, 
that Shanahan, for the second time now, is putting his franchise player in peril by putting him out there. Is it possible that his knee isn't as healthy, healthy as we thought? Because that's what a lot of the ESPN's leading you to believe. If you're listening to any of their, you know, stuff out there, they're talking about how he shouldn't even be out there. He was cleared to play. I, Dr. James Andrews was cleared him. Gotcha. I'm with you. Know, you. I'm just saying, is it out of the realm of possibility? We saw what Shanahan did in that playoff game. I, yeah. I thought they should have yanked him in that game. I thought it was ridiculous that he was out there with the turf. I know it was a playoff game. Right. He was terrible. He, he couldn't move. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's just off to a rough start. I think he'll come around. I do, too. But, um, you know, it's something to, something to monitor. I mean, he, he's I been terrible in these first half. They've been outscored 50-7. to seven. I don't think he's 100%, but I do think he's healthy enough to play. Got it. All right. Next game, Cardinals-Saints. I moved that one, and I didn't tell you about it. Oh. Moved it. Okay. (laughs) Moved it to lopsided. Larry Fitz is not playing. (laughs) Not crazy about the running backs. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I moved that one real quick. (laughs) All right. You you drive the show here, bud. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, What's next? Pa- Packers and Bengals, loving this matchup. I think the Bengals' defense is pretty good, but that's not going to slow down the Packers. So you think about all the Packers' weapons at wide receiver. Even with Eddie Lacy not playing, they still have four playmakers, five if you include your Michael Finley. The three wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and then you throw in Finley. That's five playmakers for the Green Bay Packers. And then how about the Cincinnati Bengals? you got A.J. Green. You have the two tight ends, maybe Giovanni Bernard or the law firm Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. This one could be uh, one of the best games of the week, in my opinion. Man, what a what a tough road it's been for the Bengals at Chicago, Steelers, Packers. Hey, you I mean, want to play with the big boys? You got to make some big games. Yeah, you win those big games. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'm I'm down with that. I think that. Uh, you know, I'm not a believer in the Packers' defense, so I think the I think AJ Green bounces back, and the Bengals put up some points this week, and the Packers always put up points, so should be a good one. I agree with you here. Rams at Cowboys, uh, St. Louis Rams. We love their playmakers on offense. As for the Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant came back to life in Week Two. Uh, Tony Romo looked okay. Uh, the Cowboys said they're going to run the ball more, so that's good news for DeMarco Murray, and we expect Jason Witten to bounce back. I don't believe anything that these Cowboys – the, the Cowboys are idiots. You think they're full of horse crap? They don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> they, they don't. Every week is something different with them. That's true. One week, you know, I, I understand that the Giants tried to take Dez away from them in week one. Yeah. But you know what you do when that happens? You put Dez in spots. You move him around. You get him the ball. They didn't really do that. They didn't do that. Last week, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They, you know, they just give up on the running game like they've done a million times in the past. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, I don't know. They can't, like, they need to balance that thing out on offense. And, you know, you got Tony Romo. Who has worse body language, Eli Manning or Tony Romo? Uh, both pretty bad. I mean, you know, the shoulder, slumping the shoulders after a bad pass, slapping the hands on the hips. It's the same thing with Romo and those guys, yep. those jokesters. So, I do agree this game has some potential to put up some points and be a fun one to watch fantasy-wise, which is all I really care about. But I just had to rant on the Cowboys because I can't stand the Cowboys. So there I you gotcha. go. No, no problem, no problem here. The Cowboys are playing the Rams, and we have, uh, speaking of St. Louis, we have Tim in St. Louis on the line. Uh, what's up, Tim? How can we help you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. What's going on? I had a week three starting lineup question uh, going in. Uh, my league is PPR. I can start uh, three running backs, two receivers, or two running backs and three receivers. And I 
was wondering if I would be able if I should bench any one of these three running backs, but let me give you my options. I have C.J. Spiller, Darren Sproles, Trent Richardson, and Dwayne Bowe, Julian Elliman, and Deshaun Jackson. Who is the lot? Deshaun Jackson. Um, I'm not benching any of the running backs. Full That's point PPR, Spiller, uh, Sproles, and Richardson have to be in your lineup. So that means That's I guess you're starting two wide receivers, Edelman or Deshaun. Who was your number one? Bo. Bo. Yeah. What yeah, do you I think, do. Todd? What, which which two of those three receivers do you like? <laughs> I like all three. Um, um, Bo might... on Bo on Thursday night, benching him. No. No, huh? You keeping I'm, him in? I'm not benching Bo against the Eagles. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. The Eagles are t- they're they're awful. Their defense is the worst. Yeah, we have got to put Bo in there. Deshaun Jackson has been red hot. Got to keep him in. Yeah, I mean Edelman against Tampa Bay is it's PPR though, Bill. So Edelman's got a lot of value. Listen, Tim, if you don't want to play two of your receivers on Thursday night, I hate to say it, but bench Deshaun and put in Edelman. Wow. Okay. That's only if you don't want to play both your receivers on Thursday night. If you have no problem doing that, I personally have no problem doing that. But some yeah, people are, like, weird. They're like, well, all my points are done Thursday, and now Sunday's happening, and they have all these guys going. I have nobody. I'm not one of those managers. I always play the best no, I'm person. I'm either. I'm, I'm all about trying to put in my, my best lineup and who's hot. The, and then, then go with D-Jax. Gotcha. Leave Edelman on the bench. Yeah. I'm Great running backs, the... by the way. Don't worry about C.J. Spiller. Don't worry about Trent Richardson. You'll be just fine. Right on, right on. All right, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Tim. We appreciate it. He's probably panicking a little bit, Todd. Trent Richardson and C.J. Spiller to see to say that they're uh, not living up to expectations is a major understatement. Step it up, Trent. Step it up, Trent. That's definitely going to be a segment. We're going to do that on Thursday. I think that's good for our Thursday show. Okay. A little bit closer to game time. Sneak preview. Yeah, a little bit closer to game time. We both get to kind of digest a little bit what happened in the previous weeks and, and really focus in on who needs to step it up. I've digested enough. Step it up, Trent. All right, Trent. Yeah, I'm, For I'm me, for there. the caller, for everybody. You, I'm you, with you there. Come on. I'm with you there. CJ Spiller can be in that category as well. Yeah, I agree. All right, what, All right. what else do we have? Fantasy dreams. Yeah, for more of these fantasy dreams, we've got the uh, Atlanta Falcons and Miami Dolphins. This one was a close one to me. I was going to put it on lopsided, but you know what? Mike Wallace started to look good. Lamar Miller started to look good. Uh, so I put them in the fantasy dream section. And then the Colts at 49ers. I know the 49ers have a good defense, but you're not going to deny the fact that the Colts have playmakers on offense. Andrew Luck returns back to Northern California where he plays nice. college ball. So nice. There's against a his little, former coach. Against his former coach. Yeah. So interesting, interesting matchup there. And I think we're going to get – Emails and tweets all week about what, should I bench luck or not. That's going to be a, a, a big-time question this week. All right, fantasy nightmares, New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers. Are you surprised this one made the nightmare list? Kind of, yeah. Well, who do the Panthers have? Cam Newton looks terrible, and Steve Smith. That's basically it. The Giants don't well, have any Olsen, running backs. Olsen's not bad. Eh, you're right, Olsen's not bad. This one was borderline for me. The Giants don't Cruz have any running backs. is the number backs. one wide receiver in fantasy football. Eli Manning looks terrible. Yeah, but and he throws for a million yards Knicks. a week in, in uh, garbage mode. I like I Brandon know. Myers. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. All right, What's what else is on the fantasy nightmare list? Uh, San Diego Chargers and the Tennessee Titans. Agreed. Okay. 
uh, Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings. Outside of the running backs, I don't know, maybe one or two tight ends, maybe one wide receiver. Well, yeah, I keep an eye on Josh Gordon coming back. But, yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Ugh. Uh, CJ Spiller, Stevie Johnson, that's it yeah, for the Bills. Jets, Jets, Jets are always a nightmare. Got it. I, I can't even name I guess Bilal Powell, Chris Ivory, nobody. Right. Terrible. Uh, Chicago Bears and the Steelers. This one has defense written all over it. Steelers are one of the you, – you you texted me last night during that game. The, the Steelers are the most blah team you've ever seen. Yeah, they're just rough, rough to watch. No they're, offensive they're, line, can't protect Big Ben. If you can't yep. protect Big Ben, you can't get to the receivers. They have no running backs. No totally running agree. backs. Yeah. Keith Miller's hurt, yep. All right, lopsided matchups. Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing New England at Foxborough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus oh, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh just my save God. that one for last. That is oh, brutal. Yeah, brutal. I, I'm telling you, everyone's going to have the Seahawks in their survivor pool this week. Yeah, that's the, the no-brainer. think that's going to be an upset? They're going to be like a plus 14. It's at Seattle. I know. They haven't lost in two years there. Yeah, there's no way. I'll tell you what. If the Jacksonville Jaguars pull an upset in Don't Seattle, say it. it might be the biggest upset we'll see all season. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like you were going to, you know, what? run naked through Times Square. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, o- Oakland Raiders at Broncos Monday night. This is uh, a lopsided matchup to me. Well, this is, you know, we'll close the show with this, Bill. This is, a, this is lopsided. However, how many owners are going to have so many of those Broncos in that game? Needing points on Monday night. See, that's what's fun. When you have yep. the Broncos on Monday night and there's so many playmakers. I know. You know someone's going to need 18 points from Eric Decker. Will they get it? Uh, Wes Welker needs to, you know, someone's going to need Wes Welker to catch less than seven passes. I know. Otherwise, they lose. Uh, Peyton Manning, someone's going to need five touchdowns from him, and he gets, you know, four. That's why it's fun Monday night football. I agree. Especially with one team. But, I mean... Who the Raiders have? They have nobody. Terry McFadden's being okay. Uh, all right. He'll and be in then? a lot of lineups. No end then. Huh? No end then. You know, Darren McFadden, and then who? No one. Oh, then. nobody. Yeah, right. <laughs> I agree with you, but but I, I totally agree. It's a lopsided. It's in the right category, of course. I'm just saying that in your league, Bill, in my leagues, my 12-team leagues, six games in a weekend, right? Yeah. Five of them are going to be decided on Monday night. There's going to be yeah. so many ramifications. Yeah, so, so many. We are, Demarius we are Thomas, looking, right? No, Sean Moreno is going to be, you know, be a win a fantasy game for somebody. It's going to be or lose ones. Hey, and last night, hey, I needed Geo to come through, and Geo came through. So it's this, there's nothing better than when you're watching a game for that one player, that one play, you know. And that's what we're going to have on Monday night. The Broncos that's are the hottest team in fantasy football, baby. That's another segment that we're going to do on Thursday. We're going to look ahead to the Monday night game and say, will this player win or lose the game for his team? So no Sean Moreno. Is he going to win the matchup for people or is he going to lose the matchup for people? Gotcha. Like it. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. Uh, we had a great show today. I want to thank all of our callers, all of our emailers. Uh, Todd, anything you want to say before we take off? Step it up, Trent. Step it up, Trent. That's going to be the theme of Thursday's show. Uh, thanks to our producer, Josh Deering. Another terrific job. Want to wish everyone the best of luck for week three. We'll be back on these airwaves for our Football Nation show Thursday, 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, check out ffchamps.com for all of your fantasy football needs. FF Champs!
Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.